Three, two, one. Let's a go. I'm Chris Pratt. Ugh. People call me CP. This is Sardonicast. <laughs> uh, I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks, also, actually. Hello. I'm uh, Ralph the Movie Maker. I'm Alex from HG. And... Okay, can you not get a little bit more vigor in the. Uh... Yahoo! This is this I mean, is hype. You, you just we're all did Nintendo it for fans me. here, aren't we? Whoa. Oh yeah, we're so hyped about this. Oh my god! But we're this is the number one Nintendo podcast. Bully isn't it? everyone who isn't enjoying the movie. Let's do it. <laughs> That's what was happening before the movie was even out. You saw on Twitter, yeah, like I was, there was there was yeah. one critic who said, like, it's not my thing. You know, it's kind of was kind of boring for me personally. N- he never yeah. tried to make any sort of like. You're dumb if you enjoyed it statements. He never tried to say like, oh yeah, this is not for fans or anything. And people were just fucking quote tweeting and clowning on him for this review for a movie that wasn't even out yet. And they were like, yeah. oh yeah, what, you think that, that this was supposed to be some sort of masterpiece? It's a kid's movie. And it's like, you're already getting defensive over it before it's out. Yeah. And you're making excuses for it saying, oh, well, it's supposed to be bad because it's a kid's movie. Like, holy fuck. Why do you need that validation? This is just as bad as Suicide Squad when that came out. It's not worse. I reckon this is much worse. It much might be worse. Insane. Like I was, see- I was seeing like quote tweets of yeah when those reviews like drop for the first time. It's got like a forty-six meta score and like the amount of quote t- tweets of like huge numbers attached to them saying things like yeah pe- people just don't know how to have fun. Critics they're just miserable, you know. Whereas like if it if it was positive they'd be like nice. Yeah, I hate critics. That's why I talk about their scores so much. <laughs> critics don't matter. I'm going to only talk about critics now. <laughs> yeah. It's like what people said when the Transformers movies came out. They're like, oh, just shut your brain off. It's fun. It's for uh-huh. kids. It's for family. Yeah. It's, they make excuses for it. Yeah. It's like what The Rock says when his movie isn't performing as well as he hoped. Ignore the <laughs> yeah, critics. Yeah. It's like Gotti. <laughs> yeah. The critics put out the hit. Ignore the zero Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> critics are inhuman. Yeah, just kind of reeks of insecurity, you know? Ignore the fact that not a single critic liked the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pay yeah. attention to that. Critics put out the hit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is a difference between, you know, the critics and the fans, and that's that the fans of this movie were going to be fans no matter what the movie was. <laughs> most of mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Most of the ones that are, like, crying about this on Twitter... The ones that are so defensive that they can't understand if somebody has a different experience with art. Like, yeah, no shit. The critics wanted to see the movie because they wanted to see art because they want to have an experience with art, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's you're looking at, you're looking at yeah. two different goals here for watching a movie. One of them is just, I want to be validated because this is a game I played when I was a child and I'm just a brand loyalist, apparently. It's, it's something about Nintendo. It's it's just ingrained in people. And th- this is the thing, though, right? Like, I, I grew up on Mario. I loved these games. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan mm-hmm. of, of loads of them. Going back to the originals. But there's like a division in my mind. My, my affection and childhood nostalgia for Mario is not strong enough to overpower my feelings of illumination and their goals. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. This is an illumination movie. Like, First yeah, and foremost, that's the review. Especially with the soundtrack, it, yeah, that really stood out to me the most. It felt like an illumination. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's distracting. It was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, it was like um, every yeah. most obvious pick for every song ever, and it it wasn't just obvious. It was like this is just 
unfitting and inappropriate. This is like if you asked an AI what song to play in this scene. Yeah, it was like pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the exact like same thing. Like if you asked ChatGPT. Like ChatGPT yeah. did this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did, aha, take on me. Give me flashbacks to Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Yeah, with like the song selection that. Supposedly there was a full kind of original score that was full of like odes to songs you wouldn't know beyond what is in there, but I don't know, I guess it was tinkered with or something. That's more what I was expecting. Yeah, like a kind of 8-bit theme or some kind of themes like that. I think I would have preferred that. One of the best pieces of Mario music is is called Gusty Garden Galaxy from Mario Galaxy and they actually play it in the credits of this movie. While I sat there kind of like with my head on my hands um, I heard it playing (laughs) and my ears poked up and was like oh, oh wow, that's cool. So they do know this exists, they just didn't want to put it in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, that would would have taken effort you know, to coordinate that. (laughs) There were quite a few parts in the score where you know you could hear the different renditions of other sort of like ooh, remember the underground music sort of thing like the bah, 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 yeah you know they, yeah. they did that enough to for it to work but yeah i mean like just throwing in random licensed music for no reason that doesn't serve a purpose and is just like what was that song that was played? Was it like an acdc song when they were building the mario karts i don't remember what it what it was it was like just some generic obvious rock song of like yeah we're building the cars blah, 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 blah. just just be more creative you know there's nothing that says that just because you're a kid's movie you can't be creative and you have to do the laziest most obvious thing every single scene every single moment of the script getting from yeah. point a to point b to point c in the plot like this is barely a story. It's not even a story. It's just, let's move no. on to the next set piece. This one's the carts. Yeah. This one's the pipes. Let's go to the next one. Woo, this one's the... Remember this shit? It's like, there's nothing... You can still include every single fucking one of those things and put effort into your script. The Lego movie put effort yeah, into yeah, its yeah. script and presentation, right? Exactly. They are talented writers on board, though, and directors. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it takes effort. Yeah, it's easier to just plop in a pop song that's popular. Yeah, and there's a lot of those. Uh, what is it? Take on me. Yeah, and, like that was fucking <laughs> take on me. Thunderstruck. No sleep till Brooklyn. Mister Blue Sky. Yeah, like Mister Blue Sky. <laughs> that was used better in a uh, freaking Guardians of the Galaxy too. Mm-hmm. It's so uncreative. It's just plop it's better a song in the in. Eternal Sunshine trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> the worst trailer ever. I am yeah, absolutely kidding. sick. Of the idea that people keep like just these absolute fucking morons that say like, oh, but it's a kids movie. It's like there can be good mm. kids movie. Like there are good kids movies. As if there aren't any good ones. There are countless good, great ones. They think that in order to have these set pieces and the references for them to enjoy, that inherently the script has to be bad. Apparently the voice acting acting has to be bad. I don't know why they would think that. Apparently like. The, all of the music supervision has to be bad. Like, what is wrong with these people? Like, how is that an excuse at all? Like, it has to be bad. It's for kids. What you're saying is you have low expectations for it because it's a kid's movie. And that's fine. If you can role play as a baby so hard that you can enjoy it as a baby, then great. Power to you. But I can't. <laughs> yeah. Let's just let's just be honest about what this is. Yeah? It's just like a, a string of Mario vignettes to kind of like advertise the brand, 
go into the transmedia space, sell like a few more games, uh, advertise the theme park because that's got like the whole new Donkey yeah. Kong section. So that has there. to be part of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it just I I just need that line blurred a little bit more between it it feeling like an ad or like a a YouTube short. Like, <laughs> I could imagine this movie just existing as like five or six shorts uploaded to Nintendo's official exactly YouTube channel. Yeah, it it you know? felt like it could have been like an ad for one of their games. Like it like not even a cutscene, but just like marketing yeah. for one of the games in terms of how it functioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like it was supposed to be playing at like E three, and you would have like all these soy face like cheering like woo, <laughs> like whoa, they, they do the carts. Yeah, it's Mario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as it being a kids' movie, I feel like a lot of adults saw this. It's it's like a movie yeah. with a huge adult audience. And um, pulled up a uh, IndieWire article. I think this is the week it came out. Eighty four percent of the audience is thirteen or older. Fifty two percent of the audience is twenty five or older. I mean, wow. that's really yeah. That's insane. That's unsurprising that's, you know, to me. That's, and it's unsurprising to me, too. And I noticed that in the theaters. It seems like a lot of adult fans of, you know, Nintendo and that sort of thing. So people want to say, oh, it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. First of all, the movie's made by adults, which is what I always say. So what the fuck is the point? Yeah, it's, made by, it's made by it, adults. Yeah, I'd so be more impressed if it were made by children. It's not like children right. made the movie. That would <laughs> be Second of all, it's like, it's, it's, it's made for like, it's clearly appealing to an adult audience to some extent. At least fans of the games or when they played it when they were a kid. And yet it is very lazy because it's Illumination. And that's, it's just, you know, it's exactly what I've come to expect from Illumination. It, when you said a Mario movie made by Illumination, this is exactly like what I pictured. It's that's not funny. any better or worse than, than that to me. Yeah. It's like it, on those lines, that's like the only positive I can really bring out is that if we're just talking pure visuals here compared to their other movies. It is way more polished. There's like way more going on compared to their other movies, but that is a comparison. Sure. Game. We're talking about some of the worst mm-hmm. uh, animated movies in Hollywood. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's better than Hop. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from Despicable Me One, like who's passionate about this studio? You know, like I, they make stuff for babies that is supposed to be on like advertised on toilet paper. You know, like that's that's their market. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like in terms of the um, audience demographic. So, Lion Lion King twenty nineteen that was like not for children at all, and exclusively just for millennials who remember watching the movie as a kid, right? Like that that's that was essentially the target demographic. Like it was <laughs> yeah. never made for any children. Children would not be interested in seeing those like disgusting looking, like uncartoony dumbass lions that in a dark universe and blah 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 blah. Whereas this Mario movie, I feel like it is marketed towards children, but the reason why you have this like huge demo of children and adults is because Nintendo has been making Mario games every single console for decades. <laughs> like there's a it's it's not just like oh this old thing that we have to remember that that's just trapped in our childhood. It's like there's kids growing up with Mario today on the Switch. There were kids growing up with Mario yeah. on the fucking Wii U. I mean, no one had a Wii U. There were kids growing up with yeah. Mario on the GameCube and the Wii and the fucking Super Nintendo and all that. You know, like it's it's something that is so consistent in our culture that Every generation is ba- essentially growing up with it simultaneously. Yeah, so, it's an icon. Yeah, yeah it's it, Nintendo just makes the same games over and over. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, we're entering this era of all these video game adaptations, right? And there is room in there. There is space for it to work. Like we just saw the Last of Us show. It was. It was cool. Make the Mario movie like the Last of Us show. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Um, <laughs> but it's like from a, a base concept level, like this isn't. I'm sorry, I don't think this is a good idea. Like it, no. like this character doesn't really resemble mon- much. The he's mm-hmm. a catchphrase dispenser, and that's fine. I like that. I think that's what he should be for the games, and it's perfect for the games. It's all I would ever want or need for those games. But adapting it into a film, that's a different story. There's, there's so much you could do if you're willing to take risks. And I know this is an Illumination film. They would never, ever, ever, ever do anything remotely risky. But there are things they could do. And there's little flashes here or there where you could, like, you see, like, they, they show, like, little references or uh, bits of dialogue. Like, early on, they're referencing this, like, ad that they've made because they're, like, living in New York, which is quite, <laughs> quite funny. And they, yeah, they, they, there's, like, a throwaway line that kind of references the self-aware advertising advertisement nature of the movie and it kind of made my eyebrow raise for a second thinking like oh is there going to be like a little bit more edge to this maybe are they going to kind of lean into something a little bit more clever with this but uh, no it's just like a throwaway line and Mm. they don't really do anything with the humor it's all just like the most obvious kind of stuff like lots of screaming jokes and just yeah the movie Just really nothing. isn't that funny. There was nothing that that stood out to me that was. You didn't very like the Peaches song? Ooh. No, I didn't. <laughs> it do. He said Peaches more than once. It sounded like Jack Black. You know Jack Black. It sounded like him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was the song Bowser sang or whatever. Yeah, he said yeah. Peaches and he said it more than one time. Y- yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, sorry man i I didn't yeah no it's fine (laughs) sorry i'll let you finish and i'll keep complaining i I can't no no no. i was just shocked when alex said he like stayed for the credits like i i got up not like intentionally like (laughs) i guess you were saying your viewing was a bit more mixed with like the demographics mine was basically just babies just screaming at the screen Mm. for the entire time that's great oh yeah i'm glad they're enjoying this this is clearly who this is. There for. were there were kids there, like yeah, yeah, like when the Bowser or no, it's like in the middle of the movie when like they go to Donkey Kong's whatever Coliseum, whatever the fuck that was. There was a kid in front of me. He was like waving his napkin like <laughs> up in the air. Yeah, no, there was a little boy behind me through the entire runtime. He was God bless this this little kid. He was screaming. He was screaming oh, yeah. every time. He, every time he saw a reference he recognized, he was like, "That's from Mario Galaxy. That's, awesome. that's from New Super Mario Bros." That's so funny. It's like, okay, yeah. that's that's what this movie is. <laughs> that's what it is yeah okay, it's like a yeah where's waldo of references and you can still have that and make it not lazy we just want to clarify you can still have that and not make it lazy you're insane if you think otherwise <laughs> yeah the lego movie's full of references you know like the lego movie is a kid's movie exactly full of references even ushered in this horrible uh crossover nightmare that is like leaking everywhere now or at least was, mm. had a part to play in that yeah but it worked. That was like a good film. And I like visually uh, way more stuff going on. It has the people keep praising the set pieces in the movie. And I guess they're a thing they're, they're kind of like, you know, when they tease like a video game or used to tease games at like E3 when that was a thing. And it was like these fully rendered like Assassin's Creed thing. And it's like a crazy action mm. scene. It's kind of like those, you know, it, it yeah. just feels like an advertisement. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's like super polished. Yeah. But it's not. 
Yeah, I, I guess I get what you mean with the animation. It's like too polished. It feels like you're watching an ad the whole movie, <laughs> and you're basically yeah. are. It's like a big ad for Nintendo, and yeah, there was an like ad no that you pay to watch to the film. The best, kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that's the best part. Yeah, it makes you want to get a Switch after as well to spend even more money. But it's like a big, you know, ad. It's it has no depth. There's nothing going on under the surface of it. Yeah, like I can't. Like nothing really stood out to me. I thought the movie was pretty boring. Um, it's insanely were, like, boring. Expecting me to like it, yeah. yeah. But I, I didn't really enjoy it at all. Yeah, I thought it was pretty boring. Actually, uh, not a fan. Um, it, it's clearly for a fan base out there. It's not me. It's for people you with know? low expectations yeah. and low standards. <laughs> people who really? love Mario. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I can't help but be. Like, I'm glad people are enjoying it, genuinely. Fine. If you, like, really like this, cool. But I, I can't help but feel a bit crestfallen by how successful it has been with just mm, the other day, Miyamoto coming out, reiterating that, yeah, more Nintendo movies are coming. I've, I've been I've been screaming about this video game onslaught for, it feels like, years at this point, and yeah. it's, it's coming to fruition. Like, and You're right. The, success, the difference <laughs> was, like, back in the day, video game movies were a joke. No one went to see them. Then suddenly... Uncharted comes out, The Last of Us comes out, yeah. this Mario movie comes out, the Sonic movies come out, and everyone's like down for it now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like trained for we it. We got superhero mm. movie fatigue. This is going to be next. Is this going to be the next mm-hmm, big mm-hmm. thing, video game movies? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It already kind of is. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're watching it happen yeah. unfold before huh. us. Yeah, I'm sure there will be more. Yeah. Damn, could you imagine, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel with that? Like, how many obscure video games, like, a <laughs> studio's gonna try and get oh, the man. rights to? Like, we're gonna make a game to battle toads? That's not even obscure. <laughs> that that could easily happen, actually. <laughs> that could easily happen. Yeah. That would just be TMNT. Yeah, I could see that being, like, a Netflix show or something. Yeah, yeah. okay. Cuphead Damn. thing they did, didn't it. they? Oh, you heard it here fir- first, folks. We're going into the yeah. video game movie era. We're entering. Yeah, this is it. This We're is going it. Because what? It's, it's something like the. Uh, it's the most successful animated movie, right? Like of all time now. Uh, for opening, I don't think it's for gross opening. the highest yeah, yeah, yet, yeah. but I, it mm. could easily. I think it might overtake. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh Either way, it's huge, 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 yeah. huge, huge. Yeah, huge movie. That's very, very funny. They played it very safe. It's like they knew it would do well, so they just took no risks with it. Like the actual storytelling or anything. We talked about the story. It's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> the voice acting. I think if you got pretty much anyone on the planet other than Chris Pratt, it would have been better. I think for the main <laughs> character, like it's just the fucking most horrendous thing they possibly could have done. I just, yeah, it just, I, I honestly wasn't even bothered by him. I thought it was just, yep, this is illumination all over, you know? I was mm. I was much more irritated, weirdly, by um, Keegan Michael Key as Toad. Really, actually. I found that like qu- I liked quite it. an irritating performance. Did you actually? Okay, I okay. mean he he was irritating, but I was under the impression the character <laughs> was supposed to be kind of irritating. <laughs> you liked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such like a fine lo- line in kids' movies, though. You know, I think he did a good job. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like, as a voice performance, I think he did a good job. Yeah, I'm with you on Chris Pratt. He was better in the Lego movie. He prefers yeah. to be called CP, uh. actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. CP says how he's so out of touch. The I didn't mind Charlie Day, really, as Luigi. He did I good. I thought he was fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and Jack Black as Bowser, I thought was fine. He put in an effort. Like, if anyone, yeah, those those two. Everyone else, take it or leave it. <laughs> like they, they, yeah. nothing stood out to me. Anya was stupid. Seth Rogen was stupid. Yeah, Seth Rogen. It sounded, it sounded like Seth Rogen. The standout kind of bad voice to me was actually a uh, cranky Kong. That was like a weird casting I, to me. Yeah, that was like uh, Fred ooh, Armisen. Yeah, I didn't ooh, even know that yeah. was him until like yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh huh. But his his name's Cranky Kong. <laughs> why, why are you voicing him like that? Yeah, I didn't have a set idea of like what he was supposed to sound like, and I watched the Donkey Kong TV show when I was younger, but I just don't. <laughs> the He's real supposed to be an old. Yes. He he barely had any screen time, and so it was kind of just over and done with, and then I didn't think about it. Yeah, cranky. That seemed more like just kind of like a reference that he exists sort of thing. I don't know. A reference in this movie? Really? References. You know what's so funny? There was a moment where they could have just done like a reference to Diddy Kong, but they actually had to say his name. He's like, that means you too, Diddy Kong. Like, you could have shown him clapping, and then everybody in the theater would have been like, it's Diddy Kong. But they actually had to say Diddy Kong out loud. I'm like, okay. Even for the bit... The babies didn't need that. You didn't even have to dumb it down for the baby. The babies would have figured it out. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you have to be even more obvious? Why do you have to insult the baby's intelligence? The baby's watching this film. Uh, yeah, voice acting sucked. I liked some of the sound design choices, actually. There was some, like, nice kind of, like, when he's... When he's going back to his room and he's like sad after the, the ad campaign didn't work. And he's like, after he talked to his family, there's this nice kind of, like like atmospheric room noise like kind of white noise stuff and it's kind of subtle and it it really added a lot to like the the tone and atmosphere of the scene i'm not being sarcastic like there there was some interesting (laughs) i know but here's the thing i don't think that the people who soy over this movie could point out things about like the actual craft of the film that they even enjoy you know i think they're just they're just like i the references were good and i like the animation and that's yeah. it. Whereas, like, I there there's things that I'm looking out for that I'm like, oh, that was pretty, you know. I there was some good yeah. sound design in it. it like the, the foley for the most part, like it was really good. It was like really, really well uh, put together. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't even pick up on any of that. The whole movie just came and went. Like, I just didn't even pick up on anything specific. I'm like, yep, that was bland. That was like the most average film they they could have possibly made. It's exactly what I expected. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just uh, it is just a celebration of the IP, and if you're down with that, it. I guess this is where it's kind of come down in this conversation of like uh, your definition of what a good movie is, because that's kind of my issue with this whole conversation. Where it's like, I think it's fine to enjoy. I don't it. even know if they think it's a good movie. <laughs> is that, is I don't that even know the if they is? actually think it's a good movie. I think because I feel just like that's where it. the disconnect is, right? I think they're defending it without actually believing it. <laughs> is that like the insecurity coming out like <laughs> why would they give a shit about what I critics d- are saying if they didn't th- if they thought it was a good movie why would they care what anybody else thinks if you think it's a good movie you wouldn't give a shit if ev- other people don't think it's a good movie that is insane yeah, insecurity if you care yeah. about whether or not somebody else needs to validate your experience with a movie that you like there's movies that i like that mm-hmm. barely anybody fucking likes i still like them <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's funny the way the critics are like thrown around just depending on what the point you want to make is you know 
Because yeah. they'd be they'd be sharing. If it had good reviews, it, they'd be being shared everywhere and celebrated, like yeah, in the exact opposite way. Mm, it's it's right. literally like DC fanboys, like oh, see, <laughs> this is a good. This one's yeah. good. It's on that level. And then, yeah, yeah. Don't pay attention to them. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like if 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 this is like ushering in more and more and more of these Nintendo movies, and they're they're already like this kind of just bland and nothing, and really do not utilize the medium of animation or film in any creative or fun or unique way. It's like the most algorithm created fucking. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like an AI generation. Yeah, so, like where is this gonna go? <laughs> Everyone's gonna want a piece of this pie, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I, like I just prefer like you know like the Spider Verse movie coming out. That looks great to me. Like the style yeah. of it and the animation. That's that's more of what I'm interested in and what I'm engaged in than something like this. It's way too um. Yeah, it felt like a giant commercial. Even the parts of the movie that are shared in like a kind of meme way, like the the Bowser playing on the piano, peaches, peaches, whatever, mm-hmm. right? That feels AI-generated in concept. Like, that literally feels like mm-hmm. th- that That was a... a um, Like a focus-tested boardroom. Like, like no, like yeah, thing. they're like, here's yeah, the part that people are going to share on Twitter. It's It, it was, like, yeah, so... Exactly. That's what it felt like yeah. to me, too. It was designed purely for that and not for, like, its scene in the film. It was like, this is the part that people are going to meme. And people memed it. And it was just so lazy, too. Like, it's literally like they just yep. got Jack, Jack Black to, like, ad-lib in front of a mic. I don't know if he wrote anything, you know? Like, And then him <laughs> singing, like, sure, if you love Tenacious D and you just love hearing that, great. But he didn't sound like Bowser as he sang. The rest of his performance, he was putting an effort in and he sounded like a different character. I wish that he sounded like the character as he was singing and not just, I'm Jack Black now. Like, that was fucking weird. He's doing doing the whole Jack Blackisms with his his voice. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, that was so bizarre. Like, you, you put that song on the radio, you wouldn't know it's Bowser singing. <laughs> you go, oh, Tenacious D made <laughs> yeah. another song. <laughs> right? Whereas, like, the rest of his performance, it's not like you just hear Jack Black. Like, he's doing it. He's playing a character. You just apparently can't keep the voice when he's singing. Yeah, yeah. I guess Jack Black just wanted to be in the movie for his kid, and, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind him in the movie. He's he's probably my favorite part of it. I didn't mind him for the Yeah, that Peaches part. song. Yeah, the, but you're right. The Peaches song, it's, like, totally, like, right, tr- trying to, like, market <laughs> a meme, and I hate yeah. that. It's, tr- like, so forced. Here's like, I like memes when they're media. organic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It should be organic when the movie is memes. Like, that's funny when a when a genuine yeah. meme comes out. And, and also, like... <laughs> Yeah, and and memes can really depend. Like, a, usually it means the movie's bad if it's memes. Not all the time, but like, you know, everything all at once last year. People talked about that movie on Twitter or whatever, but it wasn't like people made fun of it. They were sharing scenes and mm-hmm. complimenting it. They weren't like memeing parts of it that they thought were bad. People memes like Morbius or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was. It's like so forced. Like, yeah, that Peaches song did nothing for me. Like, I don't remember it. Um, it's it's just like yeah, they just shove it on the radio or whatever. Uh, it's yeah. such a fucking whatever movie. Like I can't, I can't believe. Like I guess I can believe it would make so much money. It's so middle of the road. It takes no chances at all because mm-hmm. they just wanted to like yeah, just you know milk it for as much fucking money as we can make and just shove it out there. Take like no risks. It does feel like the whole movie was like almost overwritten, overcalculated, 
everything that happens in it. It's just like, what's the next set piece we can get to? Like, what's the next, you know, I, what's the next piece of iconography we can get to, to, you know, yeah. get it in people's minds and get them excited or to sell them Nintendo Switch to them. And it's the whole movie. It's like 90 minutes of that. It gets incredibly dull very quickly. And Illumination, they're not funny. These vacuous reference films, though, it is Illumination's whole... It is the whole deal, yeah. you know? It's like Secret Life of Pets. It's just like cat videos on YouTube uh-huh. as a movie. Saying is X-Factor auditions, but they're animals as a movie. You know, yeah. it's like... <laughs> it's usually, that- <laughs> and they're animals. That's usually like the hook. It's a good hook. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, you know, unless they have a recognizable IP. Also, the beginning of the movie, it had the minion in the fucking logo. It's so lazy. I, I, I'm just so <laughs> sick of that. In a, it's in like a car, illumination logo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a little Mario Kart. Like, stop. It's so lazy. Fucking Are they going to do like a Donkey Kong <laughs> spinoff? Seth Rogen film? Is that what we're into mm-hmm. now? Probably. I think, I think it's going to build. I, I think they're going to MCU model it on the MCU and do uh, like honestly, a yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. It's the Genu- most genuine. This is, this is the Iron Man. Of the new universe that we've created here. Yeah. Oh my god. What are we in yeah. for, everybody? And Uncharted is uh, the Incredible Hulk. It's the one we're not going <laughs> to talk about. Never. This is a bleak future that we're... Oh my god. And then all of the video game characters from the different franchises come together in a Super Smash Bros. movie. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm soying already. Mm-hmm. The Mr. Game & Watch movie, that's going to be fire. Oh my god. Oh, they're going to do that, yeah. <laughs> You know, Game & Watch probably has, like, the most potential, to, because it would be an artistic kind of, It would be like, this mm-hmm. is different, at least. Yeah, they'd actually be limited by something. And then Nintendo, they have a ton of IP. I mean, they could make, like, a Metroid movie and a Zelda movie and a whatever movie. Yeah. Like, all those characters they have, Star Fox, or what is it called? I, I don't even know them all, but, yeah, you know, yeah, and then yeah, you could right. just, yeah, shove them all in a, an Avengers type I think it's movie. called a Fox in Space show. <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think that's his that's I think that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. Yeah, eight Fire Emblem movies. Take these ideas, Nintendo. You just take them for Pay free. Pay me money. Make money. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take down the don't take down this podcast episode. Give money now. It's me. Did you guys watch the I didn't watch the eighties Mario movie. <laughs> Oh, I didn't rewatch it for this, but I've seen it before. Yeah, I was thinking it. maybe Sorry, we 90s, should like rewatch it. I would have maybe recommended it for this, but you know, it, there's like nothing to say about it really. Is there? Like people I don't want know. us to talk should about I watch it. it today? It's just like a shitty. <laughs> oh, you can watch it. If you, it's just like a shitty like. I bet you it's, it's more interesting than this movie. I bet you. I haven't seen you it. Think but so? From all I've seen, it looks crazy enough to be more interesting than this movie. It's, you know? I mean, it's, like, it's a little what a strange film. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a strange film to release to children back then. It's fucking really creepy at points. Like the lizard people. Yeah, was that even for children? (laughs) Like, in 1993, was Mario even considered, like, this is exclusively for children? Video games were not necessarily, like... They they were kind of, like, young boy demo, I guess, to some degree. But not, like... It wasn't, like, Nintendo is now. You know? Mm -hmm. 1993? I think there was a good adult market in video games as well. I think it was just like mostly just male focused at the time. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I would say this this new movie is probably better than that old one. It's just like it's I'd say it's like more of like a kids movie. It's actually true to the franchise, I guess. Like the other one, I don't know what they're doing with that. Other yeah, one. like it even like that old one. The production design of it is like 
very um it's almost like like a freddy krueger nightmare <laughs> like wasn't it inspired like, by blade runner something. or something bizarre like yeah that? That i was fun. thinking that too <laughs> it's, it looks like yeah it looks like something out of nightmare or elm street or some shit it's fucking really weird mm-hmm and it, it doesn't match the aesthetic of Mario. But that's like the cr- a kind of crazy failure that's like interesting to me, where this is mm-hmm. like a crazy failure that is a huge success that everyone loves and wants more of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a question. Did any of you laugh or chuckle at any time in this film? No. Um, <laughs> I didn't find I it funny. Once. Yeah, it's not- Oh, okay. I let out air out of my nose once. <laughs> <laughs> you held your breath the entire rest of the film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't even remember what the gag was. Um, I think it was Jack Jack Black's Bowser saying something like that was weird or something like that. It was some. It was just something. It was nothing, man. <laughs> like I can't even remember it. Yeah, near the beginning when they uh, when the they're fixing the plumbing and then they walk through the door and they've got the dog out of the toilet. They're like, ah, here's your problem. I thought that was kind of funny, and then the rest of the movie was downhill from there. I was I was kind of way more into it when they were trying to run their little plumbing company in New York. Yeah. I liked that way more <laughs> than when they actually went to the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom, yeah. ironically. Because it yeah. was like the new part that they added and not just here's a reference exactly, yeah. to other things. And it, you'll see like Mario's entire family and all of the crazy character designs and eating spaghetti oh, yeah. and stuff. You wrote something. Congratulations. Yeah, you actually yeah, you wrote something. something. The rest of the movie they didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Once they went in the pipe there, like, what even was that? Like, how did they, like... It was the multiverse. <laughs> it was like changing yeah. channels. It was like fucking... Go- it was like <laughs> scrolling through TikTok videos. Like, holy shit. Ooh. So ADHD. The story just didn't even make sense. Like, they didn't there is no think story. about it. Yeah. You know what pissed me off? Like, even even if I were to be like, okay, let's say, like, I love Bowser or something. Let's say I really enjoy Bowser. Like, He's barely in the mm-hmm. fucking movie. He's not like yeah. people are fucking soying and mm-hmm. memeing over this character that's in it for like what four minutes or something. Like he's the vi- like he's barely in the movie. Same with Luigi. Like mm-hmm. Luigi's just barely in it. Yeah, Bowser and Luigi are the best. Mm-hmm. Like things are so cosmically underdeveloped and just like oh my god. Like you don't need to like give him an entire backstory, but you just do something. Not just this person is inherently the villain character. And then we're going to ignore about them throughout the entire movie and then just occasionally remind you that they exist so that at the end they can have a scene where they beat the villain at the end. Like, you did nothing with the character. They don't give a shit about any of the characters in this. No, they they characterize Mario loads. They make it so he doesn't like mushrooms. Oh, yeah. So then when he has to eat a mushroom, (laughs) it's like funny. It was funny when the ate a mushroom because he didn't want to. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's dumb dumb movie I, I just can't stress enough my eyes were like glazing over like there, there was a point where i just i didn't even give a fuck what was going on <laughs> like, yeah yeah wow yeah, this same. is boring. surprisingly boring for an hour and a half movie that is absolutely is like overstimulating <laughs> you oh, know? yeah mm. yeah it, it was is. so short too yeah and it's like it feels long it feels longer than it is it does feel longer than it is for sure because there's nothing happening mm. the entire time it's like everything is happening but nothing is happening Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nothing happened. A lot of like noise. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, yeah. To to not enjoy that. All right. Um, two out of ten for me, boys. It stinks. <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel like from the conversation, the score I've given it seems too generous, but I'm going to stick with it for now, that being a, a two star out of five. I just, I think compared to their previous movies, they're actually somehow is much worse than this, like Hop or something. Oh, yeah. Saying like these, these are worse. Yeah. So for, it is an improvement for Illumination, but that's probably only because Nintendo would not let Illumination release something of their <laughs> usual quality. Yeah. Yeah, I just think Illumination are horrible storytellers. Yeah. Amazing advertisers. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. They are amazing advertising. That That's their skill. That's it. They're amazing at it. They really know how to speak to the babies. They're really one with that generation. <laughs> but this is a movie and I want to see something, you know? Like, I want to see something risky and weird. Like, yeah, we keep referencing the Lego movie, but that did take risks and it did have like surprising moments and it did have all this yeah. like surprising commentary shoved in there and like a new visual look and something. It was doing something, you know? This did nothing. Lego movies, Spider Verse uh, from last year, Marcel the Shell. Like, these are all animated movies that are better. Yeah, the latest Puss in Boots. Puss in yeah. Boots. Yeah, yeah Puss in Boots. Like, you don't, I wouldn't even call, like, they did things different. I don't even know if. Risky almost seems like too strong of a word because immediately there's people who are going to go like, what, it's Mario. You can't take a risk. They need their money back. It's like you can still do something talented and different without it necessarily being a risk. I think that it's I think that it's yeah, a, a myth calculated and risk. a misunderstanding that it's yeah. risky. I think you can still if you're if you have any concept for art, you can do something in not the laziest, most bland way possible and it wouldn't be a mm -hmm. risk if you just know what you're fucking doing and you have actual talented artists working on the project. It's only risky yeah. because these people don't know what the fuck they're doing and they don't know what actually works other than one thing, which is just the yeah. thing. That's the only reason why it's risky. It shouldn't be. Their priorities are just in a different place. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a bunch of business people. They, they, I think it's, yeah, they, they don't even have the interest. I don't think the thought mm -hmm. even crossed their minds to do something with this, you know? I think this is- It's what, not about art. It always was. Yeah, exactly. Gonna be, yeah, it's not about art. It's about advertisement, yeah. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't feel like it is about art, yeah. My rating, I, I'm like with Alex, I'd probably give it two out of five. It's an Illumination Mario movie. It's exactly what I expected from that. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, it's probably better than hop or something like that. Yeah, that's not saying much. <laughs> this was my first illumination film. Hmm. Wow. You start yeah. with the best movie and it's, it still sucks. So so I'm, you know, I, I'm vindicated for not having watched any of the others. <laughs> if this is what they're like. And it was kind of just what Definitely, I expected yeah. them to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, you might, yep. yeah. I, I don't know if you could, I don't know what would happen to you if you saw like Hop or something. I would wind up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you do ever watch one of them. I'll make sure I'm in Canada when I see it. I don't want to do that in the States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to pay bill. a lot of bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's all downhill from here if you decide to watch an Illumination movie because it only gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably agree. This is like one of their better movies. That's insane. Um, except maybe the first, maybe the first Despicable Me. I think maybe maybe that's better. That's the only other one. Yeah, it's just like fun, yeah, you know that one. Yeah, is the I, haven't, I haven't seen that movie. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that movie in forever, so it could be dated yeah. by now. Mm -hmm. It also came up against Megamind, which was the superior bad guy. Yeah. animated movie. Yeah, at least Despicable Me was like an idea that someone had like a creative spark there when they wrote yeah. the script as opposed to just yeah like a in bunch the of IP. that was yeah. that was fire 
Yeah, they invented minions for that film. Yeah, and they were yeah. actually like tertiary characters. They weren't like too annoying yet. It, it's it's like the Hillary Clinton of movies. It started with good intentions and then just turned into a monster. <laughs> <for me. laughs> and then we can yeah. Pokemon Go to see the Pokemon Go movie. Ooh, to the polls. All right. Uh, there was a film recommendation, kind of two movies. Yeah. Started with one. But Double I, bill. You know, I thought it made sense we to decided, do the second yeah. one as well. And I'm really glad we watched mm-hmm. both back to back because that's an interesting conversation. But yeah, uh, take it away, Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I recommended Alien, directed by uh, Ridley Scott. It's from 1979. And yeah, it stars Sigourney Weaver. It's about uh, she plays a character Ripley and they're on a spaceship. And it gets um, hijacked by a, a xenomorph, <laughs> and they have to survive. Her and the crew, and that's basically it. Yeah, great fucking movie, <laughs> Alex. I remember you mentioning this is one of your favorite movies, and um, it made me want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it's got like a special place in my heart. This movie, mm-hmm. it's got a really yeah great atmosphere and set design prop design obviously creature design with the the xenomorph and yeah it's just like uh it's fantastic it's one of the best it's one of the best science fiction movies and it's one of the best horror movies in my mind and it's really yeah fantastic you guys i'm sure i have a lot to add (laughs) yeah no i I say it's like seminal for me i kind of credit it as the movie that kind of got me interested in movies to be honest partially mm. because when i saw this as a as i was pretty young 11 years old or so and i found the concept so kind of deeply disturbing the whole parasitic nature of the alien and the kind of sexual themes that everything about is really uncomfortable and claustrophobic and moody and as a kid that's like a lot to take in and it was like i found it so disturbing the only way for me to kind of i guess internalize what it was doing to me was to research the movie and find clips on youtube of how they made it and going in behind the yeah the, all the behind the scenes of it and yeah it really like unlocked something in me and i've just always loved it since and it's one of those movies that every time i re- revisit i see new things about it i appreciate new things about it it was just a joy revisiting this one in particular yeah i think Ooh. everything about it is pre- pretty much perfect for what i'm looking for it's like yeah, yeah. it almost feels like it was just perfectly made for me everything i'd want from uh something like this love sci-fi love yeah. horror perfect combo Mm-hmm. Not to get like too much into the second one, I, I love both of them, and I think they're both perfect. And but they're so different, you know. They have mm. such different ways of like approaching. You really it. notice it when you watch them back to back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad. But they're both really <laughs> cool. <Stood laughs> yeah, out. they're both. Yeah, they're they're. I think they're cool in the ways that they are different, and they almost kind of in a way elevate each other because of their differences, which we can get into. Just as far as like. Uh, I don't know. I always thought the marketing was interesting for it with the, I don't know if you guys know, there's there, like the initial ads for it was like a Thanksgiving dinner or so. And what? there's a kind of like a, like an egg, like one of the <laughs> eggs that the, that those, you know, things comes out of the face huggers. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it comes out. It has nothing to do with like anything that happens in the film at all. It's just like a little teaser, but it was like, Kind of creepy and interesting. I always, I always enjoyed that. It's like this little extra, um, added element. And, uh, even like the Prometheus trailer, there was this like noise, this siren noise. And yeah, that's a great It's like incorporated. 
Yeah, it's incorporated into like the teaser of Alien. That's like where it came from. So like it, it originates from that. It originates from the teasers for Alien. Mm. It, it was really cool marketing, I thought, for the film. And it didn't yeah. give away anything about it because, you know, there's a lot of like mystery, I think, to the movie. And like, I think that's part of like what's cool about it. You like, you discover like what's happening, what these, you know, things are and you know it's like it slowly builds and mm. i think the way it builds is really like satisfying and interesting when i saw the movie as like a kid i thought it was slow but i, I did really. kind of like that too like it's like a lot of character stuff in the beginning and it's not a lot of action even like later on it's mostly like suspense and like building of tension you don't see the the xenomorph a lot and even like at the end, it's just like her running around. It's like a lot of her running around, you know, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know. It just, it builds a lot of tension. There's a lot of like stuff going on that's like slow moving and building like characters. And I, I really like that about the movie. I like that it's slow and it, that it takes its time at, at points. Yeah. Yeah, it feels very realistic. I've always loved that pace of it. Like the, I don't think the chestburster scene is till it's like a good hour just about into the movie, you know? So you have a real good foundation and it, and it kind of makes mm -hmm. it unpredictable too. Cause you don't really know who the lead character is supposed to be or like what the stakes are. And it keeps, yeah, yeah it, it keeps that tension up because yeah, when people start just suddenly dying, like they, they just fall in like flies and it, it, yeah, it keeps the tension up. Yeah. I guess the way I like described it was misleading. Cause yeah, I said like Ripley's like the main character, but you don't really see Ripley as the lead until later on. Like she kind of like takes control yeah, of the situation. The but yeah. It, it, yeah, at first she's just another character and yeah, they kind of pick them off one by one. And that's what's so good. Like you said, it's unpredictable. Like when that chest burster scene happens, it's like, holy shit, you have no fucking idea. Like that's about to happen. And cause we don't know the rules of the alien yet. And, and you know, once you learn that it comes out of people like that, you're like, holy fuck. I love the rules of the alien as well. They like make sense and like <laughs> it's really grotesque and disturbing and just the look of it and the way it, like yeah, it implants an egg into you and it pops out of your chest. It's like really yeah. gross. And they keep like escalating it, yeah. what it's capable of, you know, like and answering questions alongside like the same questions the audience would have, you know, like why don't you just cut it off? They try to cut it off his face. It has acid blood that goes through layers of the ship. They can't do that. Mm -hmm. They just keep escalating how terrifying the thing is. And yeah, I, I do love how they constantly keep addressing like questions that would be naturally coming up to the audience. There's normally a character that will say like something obvious, like, why don't you just freeze him? Or this mm -hmm. is against quarantine. The kind of things that like is such a trope in horror movies like now, um, like characters being stupid, characters going, just being irrational in yeah. a way that's not fun to watch. This feels like, and the, and you get the answers as to why it all unfolds the way it does. And it feels really satisfying. Like all the levels of corporate intrigue and espionage and these weird, like this mm. mother AI they're constantly talking to in this booth. It's like everything about it's like really creepy. And mm -hmm. yeah, the Android character that almost, it's almost like the, the, the corporation's almost more scary than the creature in a way. And that's kind of, mm -hmm. yeah, it's trying to make. Yeah, it kind of, the, yeah, it's like surrounds them. It's like the environment of the movie, right? It's like that ship that the company built. And yeah, it's like claustrophobic and the pipes everywhere. Yeah, it, it like adds to the tension. Yeah, ev even with, you know, them getting the alien into the ship, you're right. Like it, it was later revealed that it, I guess, spoilers, every, there's a spoiler discussion. Um, <laughs> you know, it's 20 fucking 50 year old movie or some shit. Uh, it's later <laughs> yeah, revealed that uh, the... AI was trying to get the alien on the ship that it was trying to 
bring it back for the corporation. So it's like, okay, well, Ripley, the character who's not um, in on it, was trying to prevent that, was trying to follow protocol. So yeah, there's really like, there's no part of this movie where it's just like, oh, the characters were stupid and that's why they're going to die sort of thing. Like, it's it's not a film where the, the plot continues only just because it has to. There's a logical mm-hmm. reason for things to happen. And it also makes the characters more likable and, res- and respectable. It's like, okay, I care about these characters a bit more. Because you're not yelling at them going like, why are you doing this? Just do that. Blah, 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 blah. That can get really frustrating in a movie. And I find it fascinating that that's essentially what Prometheus is. <laughs> Which Same director, <laughs> yeah, yeah. same franchise. Yeah. Like Ridley Scott has directed three different alien movies right now. He created the first one. He should know what makes yeah. it work because there are very specific things about this particular film that make it work. And he somehow forgot mm. those things or just doesn't care or he's lazy. I don't know. But it's crazy that he's still involved like as the director continuing to create alien films, at least two more. And he just it seems like he doesn't understand what made the first one work oh, or he has no plan. interest in trying to, yeah. to yeah. even try to recapture any of the magic of the yeah. original film. And I just think that's yeah. insane. Because I rewatched uh, Alien Covenant yesterday. Mm. Wow. Just because I saw it there on Disney <laughs> Plus and all these movies are there. And I was that's what I was thinking the whole time because I was like so riding high off the original Alien and the viewing I had of that and like the joy yeah, I felt. Yeah, big mistake. I'm watching that. It's like <laughs> yeah. so bizarre. Like this is the same guy. Like what on I earth fucking hate that movie. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's one of the reasons. Yeah. Like, I, like he's created like two of the best sci-fi films of all time, but I, I, I can't call him uh-huh. one of my favorite directors just for these kind of reasons because it makes you question like what, what, yeah. <laughs> how much of this was kind of like the perfect mixing pot of all these variables happening to come together in 79, like just the right script, enough limitations mm-hmm. with, the, mm-hmm. you know, that whole, <laughs> the, the, the alien, of course, is just a man in a suit, and that can, yeah. you don't want it to look like Zap, basically. You know, you don't want it to look goofy, you don't want it to look silly. <laughs> yeah. So, you don't want that, to see the guy in the fucking the tennis shoes or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, they had to shoot it a certain way. They had to hide things and obscure things, and that really adds to the mood and the tone. And that's what's really lost, and especially in Covenant. Like, there's, mm, no, there's no attempt yeah. to even obscure or the, hold the, back. The mystery of like the alien is gone, too. Like, you know, everything about it. It's just, oh, yeah, yeah and it the origin. No, the movie just sucks too yeah they fucking ruined the origin like, here's who created it and this is why and this is the yeah. thing like fuck off the mystery adds to yeah, the fear it's so dumb. And it's not, it doesn't yeah. seem yeah. Ac- accidental it doesn't seem incidental this film seems to know that that's what makes it work right like it it seems to yeah, have of course a concrete understanding about less is more about the fact that there's a fear of the unknown and it's you know think think about we were just mentioning the marketing right like it barely showed anything right? Think about mm-hmm. how slow the opening title crawl comes in. Like, everything fits like a puzzle piece in terms of what it's going for in terms of atmosphere and tone. This is not accidental. It seems like he's just, he just doesn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> that seems to be, like, yeah. <laughs> what's happening. Because there's, this is not an yeah. ex, this is not, like, a, a <laughs> fluke. This is, this, somebody well, knew yeah, what they were alien. doing and they made this film with that understanding. Yeah, with Alien, it's inspired by great, like, horror and slasher movies like Jaws and Halloween and, you know, where they don't really show the monster and that's what makes it creepy. That's clearly what they were going for here and that's what makes the xenomorph work because, yeah, it is just a guy in a suit and, you know, there's points where you do notice that even though they hide it really well and it's, like, kind of silly, but it's still a great movie. It's still really well written and intense and, yeah, it's great, like, lighting and 
There's there's some shots of the alien in this that are like really excellent. I guess more so the puppet shots of it. Were, mm. It just looks it looks so good, and like I love the lighting of this movie. It just it's looks it just looks amazing. Every technical aspect, so like great. you're talking about the sa- sound mm. design of the Mario movie, but I was yeah really <laughs> noticing it in this movie. Like it's, it's excellent. <laughs> I love like it's like these harsh cuts when they're like going from interior and exteriors of the ship and it's like all it's all very jarring and unnatural Mm -hmm. feeling and yeah you're right there with those characters in this kind of strange scary environment um yeah Yeah. like just yeah the scale of some of these sets the production when they when they go to that um the space jockey set or whatever the engineers whatever you want to call them that is an immense set and and it really is creepy you know, when they're like yeah. investigating this like huge thing that's never gets explained, but it foreshadows mm-hmm. like what the alien's capable of. They're like look touching where the 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 chestburster came out of it or whatever, and it's just all these questions, all these big question marks that aren't answered, and that's what makes it scary. It's such a pitfall. So many uh, horror slash sci fi franchises kind of fall into where it's like sometimes not answering the question is what you need you know i don't need to know what the reapers are mass effect (laughs) like where they come from or what they are because it kind of ruins the the cosmic horror of it like that is Mm -hmm. that is what's so good about it 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 is a frightening concept and there's so many inhuman things the whole hr geiger like uh uh production yeah the design of the alien of course being this this creepy unnatural hybrid of something like a, it's natural, but also mechanical in a way. The alien looks like it has all these kind of pipes coming off its back, but it looks natural in a weird way. And there's all the, the sexual imagery. That's yeah, like kind of phallic looking. Dicks and vaginas like everywhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> like everywhere yeah, you look, sh- especially when you're sure. in, the, in the ship. Like, yeah, that's that's Geiger's whole thing, and that's part of the fear of it. It's yeah. It's, uh, sorry, I will make a tiny correction it's pronounced giger i believe hr sorry giger yeah i I was gonna say i think so too i think it's giger yeah but yeah like the sexual stuff makes people like uncomfortable that's what's great about the horror of it yeah it looks it looks like a dick kind of like the face of it (laughs) the alien it's coming out of a pussy that impregnates (laughs) your throat it's like pretty hardcore (laughs) Uh uh-huh it's fucking creepy that's interesting Cause like, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I see, I see the inspiration from like the, you know, sexual aspect, HR Giger and design and stuff. I don't like watch this movie and go like, uh, this is like a weird, I don't think of anything sexual with the creature in the context of this movie, you know, like it, there's really, yeah, I don't, I it doesn't it all, feel yeah. like a sexual thing to me anyway. But even, even things that aren't to do with the alien, like when Ian Holmes, uh, Android character starts breaking and he goes to that corner of the ship with his like, like porno, like all over the walls and he, oh, he yeah. grabs a porno mag and, and yeah, he, he rolls it up and tries shoving it in Sigourney Weaver's mouth and it's all like, yeah, there I is I didn't even notice sexual... that was a porno mag. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like plastered yeah. all over the wall there, all these like topless women. Plus the Android's blood is, uh, it's jizz. <laughs> yeah, but that's one of the things. I, it makes it so unnerving and creepy. Yeah, sure. That that whole undertone. I I really feel kind of like sexual undertones to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. I feel like that's definitely part of the film and, and the production design and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just said, yeah, the android's blood is like, you could say it's like Come. jizz or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 the milk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, I love the android character and, and just, yeah, that dynamic of him. Yeah. turning on the crew. You're you're right, Alex. It is like uh, the the company is a threat in the movie, and the fact that they keep the alien on there and they're trying to get it back to Earth. Obviously, it's a bad idea. It's motivated yeah. by greed. 
Yeah, it's great. I think what makes the movie really work are those characters. And yeah, when we talk about Covenant, <laughs> Alien Covenant and, and, and Prometheus, those characters are really fucking annoying and stupid. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. these characters, they're just kind of like, there's nothing that special about them. They're kind of space miners or space truckers, and they just kind of happen to stumble on this situation. It makes them much more relatable than the characters in Prometheus. And, and yeah, they talk normally. Yeah. I really like the, it's kind of like a negative chemistry a lot of the crew have with it. It feels like a working relationship, you know, they're talking about their contracts. They all feel like very kind of working class and it's all like, well, you're going to pay me more to do this job kind of thing. And it's, yeah, they all feel like real people. Like it, it, it really grounds it because they do feel like real people, but just in a space setting. You know? They're likable. Yeah. There's great chemistry, mm-hmm. like the conversations they have, like talking while they're eating their meals is like, that's a good part of the movie for me. I don't feel like it's yeah. wasting time. I don't feel like it's blue balling me. It's like, oh, this is just more of the film. I'm I'm learning about the characters and how they interact with each other and what their personalities are like. And I'm enjoying it, right? Like, that's cool. Yeah. I like that aspect of it. And it's good to have in a horror movie, especially if you want people to care about whether or not they're about to die or whether or not they're in danger, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, you're scared for them later. And it's just like the three of them at the mm-hmm. end. I'm like, Dan- like I actually care. <laughs> it's not like a horror movie mm-hmm. where, yeah. where I'm you like, oh, I'm just fucking, fuck, yeah. fucking kill these stupid <laughs> idiots. Like, no, I'm like, oh shit, I don't want you to die. I, I'm scared, you know, like I don't want it. You don't deserve it. Yeah, or but you're not like, oh, who's that guy? Or like, you don't notice when people are gone. You're yeah, like, yeah, right. you fucking, you know, you know all of them, and it's it's scary when they're in situations that are dangerous. You know, you don't you fear for them, and it is really intense. Like the sound design there of their heart monitors. Like I love that detail. Yeah. The beeping gets louder and faster as it gets closer. It's it's great tension. It's really well done. It's such yeah. a well made movie. Great conceptually. You know? Yeah, great concept and just like great execution. Like I can't imagine it better. Even like the the design of like the alien, like that could be corny, I think, but they made it work. Like they made it like really creepy and and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing some reading about one of the writers of the movie, mm-hmm. Dan O'Bannon. I found a couple of interesting links. He wrote with John Carpenter on a movie I hadn't actually seen. I didn't know down what it was called, but it was a few years before Alien I had a similar concept of kind of going into space. I don't think many people have seen it and it wasn't a huge success or anything. And he was also linked to Jodorowsky's Dune somehow. So he clearly had mm-hmm. some some idea of this like sci-fi setting and trying to get something made. And I think the story was that after the success of Star Wars and there being the sudden demand for like movies with spaceships yeah. in space, that it helped get this kind of together, mm. but with the whole horror angle being the unique yeah. thing. and yeah, that's cool. It feels so different than Star Wars. Yeah, because like that more like kind of realistic industrial angle feels like our world, like just a little more in the future, like yeah. a near future kind of. Weirdly, the way it's aged has made it cooler to me. I love the idea of this like analog future, you know, where they're like mm, in the 70s, they're like, what's yeah. the future going to look like? For exactly, sure. Yeah. I hate that about Prometheus. Yeah, like they just have like normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Alien Covenant. So why did you not continue that aesthetic? That would be exactly. a really fun, True. intentional thing to carry on yeah. instead of making it all Iron Man, like yeah. lasers everywhere and like big screens. And yeah, it's lame. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Because that, that winds up being dated eventually too. For yeah, sure. yeah. Just exactly. in a different way. Like keep keep consistency. I love the old future <laughs> shit. 
retro future yeah. or whatever we're gonna like it's a, it's a good aesthetic that's something yeah. that you know like there's a bunch of people that will just love a movie just because of like a certain aesthetic in terms of like some people are looking for like steampunk or like victorian or something yeah, like yeah. that i kind of like retro future i'm not saying like i'd fucking cream myself even if a bad movie had it sort of thing but i i just i like seeing it the retro future shit yeah it's a cool aesthetic there's something stylish and cool about it yeah, yeah. And all the all the sounds that accompany it, and yeah, all the, yeah, yeah, it's so it's so yeah, engaging. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that uh, what makes this movie really special is that it's it sets up an interesting universe that the fact that it doesn't explain everything helps its complexity. But in reality, it's it's very simple what we're being shown. But just because of mm-hmm. what we're not being shown, there's just so much more to pick at. It's something that you know if it has any kind of success at all, there's going to be people wanting to see more because they want to see more of the universe because there's more to explore. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, wow, cor- corporation and the fuck. And like the way that the, uh, the AI robots function and like their white blood, it's like, okay, yeah, like that's, that's something that's in alien and I want to see more of it. Like it's, it's cool. I like these characters. I, I want to see what you can do with that. It just it explores things just enough to get you so much more interested in what they can possibly do, and then unfortunately, it's just a lot of the sequels just don't really. Uh, yeah, and despite the it. claustrophobic nature of the film, it it has a huge scale. You do get the like huge yeah. like, landscape shots of the crash ship in the background and them walking across the planet's surface. Like you really do get it all in a nice like variety of locations, a nice contrast mm. of locations. Yeah, yeah. The world is so well-built. There's a lot more wide shots in this movie than the sequel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The world was so well-developed in this. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, it's all like so... Like, I think what really works about it is the minimalist, like, kind of storytelling. The fact that it's so small. Also so small-scale. Like, it's really about the ship. It stays on the ship, and it doesn't need to show you anything that you don't need to see. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to see all this analog technology because they need to work the ship somehow the, sh- the the ship needs to work somehow you know and the android has white blood because it needs to have something inside of it to like operate you know these things like need to have some kind of yeah. logic to it but it doesn't show you anything more than you really need to see for the story it doesn't take you to you know any any other planet or you don't even know what the fuck's going on outside yeah. this story <laughs> and that's what's so great about it yeah because that it adds to that mystery yeah the more you try to explain, the more it just like ruins that that suspense and that that horror of Alien. Yeah. And I can still watch this movie like disconnected from that. But yeah, it's it's a this is a great movie. And yeah, Prometheus obviously doesn't live up to what this movie is doing. Uh, not even close. Yeah. So uh, before we give ratings, I'm I'm gonna disappoint Ooh. you a little and throw some shade at the my experience of the movie for a bit because uh, go on. It's uh, it's obviously something that's particular to me, but the what's really keeping me from just like absolutely like you've heard me gush about all the technical aspects of the movie and all the choices and decisions, and I you know love and respect and appreciate so much about it. But what prevents this movie from fully working for me is that I never am able to see the alien as anything more than a guy in a suit in this movie. And it's because mm. it's because of, of the way in which it's shown and not just in the way in which it's shown, which is minimalist. I'll give you that. But there's some there's something about like the physical performance of the guy in a suit 
where if they maybe just like cut the shot a bit earlier or had him do a different pose or just had like a better actor in the suit that it would have worked better for me. So you have scenes like the, you know, tunnel radar scene or whatever, like yeah. that shot at the very end where it's like, ah, and then they it and the aliens out. right behind him. Yeah. Like if the alien was just standing there, does the jazz hands. No, he, yeah. yeah, it's like he's proposing. Yeah. It's like he's like he's like in a musical theater and he's going like my love and he like has his arms out exclaiming I'm like fuck fuck cuz otherwise like I would just be able to get into that scene I would like I can't deny the part of my brain that knows that that's a guy in a suit at that point because he's just acting like a human being in a suit with how his hand mannerisms are right and yeah yeah the way that things are cheated and shown in terms of the alien like fuck if they had shown less of it or if they had gotten like a different guy to act in the suit or just cut the shots in a different way like every single time i'm just like i'm i wish i could believe that it was an alien there and unfortunately it does kill a lot of the fear factor for me is just like it doesn't feel like it's an alien and that what's weird is like this is not a problem in every Alien movie. It's just pretty much just this one for me, which it, I'll still say it's the best Alien movie regardless. I love what it's doing tone-wise and atmosphere-wise. Yeah. But, like, I, in my experience, you know, like, even as a ki- even when I was watching this is like, at age 13, I just still, those exact same things. Like, I wasn't into the tone and atmosphere as much, but I still had those same issues of just, like, it's just a guy in a suit. And even, like... I'm not even like trying to retain that. Like I'll forget about it and then I'll watch it again. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the guy in a suit issue again. You know, it's just, it pre- it's preventing me from like truly experiencing the film and it's unfortunate. I hear you. I hear you. The, yeah. There are a couple shots where it is noticeable that way, but yeah, it, it, it doesn't take me out of the movie as much as it does for you. Yeah. I, I find it kind of just, yeah, a little bit kind of aged and charming, but the, the, the tension and the buildup is more, the part that I get into and there's yeah. so much of that and there's so much great build up and tension. I feel like there's way more uh, good examples of it than the, the couple of shots that don't work for me. Cause for me there, there is one, my only real, like uh, aside from that little observation, my only other kind of negative comment is just one shot in the movie that I just wish, I wish they could have sorted, sorted out or figured out a different way to present it. But it's just when after Ian Holmes character, android character gets decapitated when they pick up his head they don't really change the angle when it it it, it changes from a uh like a a puppet or whatever to ian holmes real face and it's kind of within the same angle and it's kind of an awkward transition that's just the one thing that's always bugged me about this movie that bugs me way more than like the jazz hands alien or whatever because yeah (laughs) it's just kind of funny to me (laughs) see what, what you just mentioned doesn't really bug me at all like that that i I would use the same words as like, is like, oh, it, you know, feels a, a bit dated, but it doesn't, in the context of what the movie is trying to make me feel in terms of like, there's an alien, <laughs> right? I feel like that's at, at its core is like, yeah. to, to, to be scared of what's happening. Sure, most of the movie is like atmosphere and buildup, but the alien itself is ostensibly kind of the payoff. And, and, and even though, yes, like it, it is shown to a very limited degree. It's, there's just tiny things that could have been done to make that that moment just so much more effective for me, and just not fall flat. Really, it's just it's kind of unfortunate for my experience. Mm. Yeah, I guess for me the the kind of more psychological like impregnation aspect was really mm-hmm. what disturbed me most. 
that was really what got me more than it kind of going around being like a slasher villain type yeah. thing. So I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because it's not a really like bloody movie either. It's just, it's not like a Friday the 13th where it's about like the kills. Yeah. Like, I don't think you really see much blood or anyone die. It's more about like, yeah, that tension. And yeah, that stuff's really great. And yeah, a lot of the implied yeah. violence is actually mm-hmm. much scarier. Like when, yeah. uh, I can't remember her name, uh, the character that isn't Ripley, when when she gets taken out and it's all like over the radio and you just hear like her screams and it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, the implied violence. And then and then when Ridley finds her body and she's just, she's kind of like naked, like hanging with her leg down in the, in mm-hmm. the foreground. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what happened? This is like really disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever see the the test footage for this movie no should i look it up it's it's almost creepier i can i can link it in discord if you want yeah it's almost creepier than the way they present it in the film it was obviously test footage of them trying to like figure out how to make this this thing move and walk around (laughs) but i just put the test footage if you want to find it just search alien 1979 test footage Um, that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah so slow so you can see like that's more like traditional kind of alien looking yeah exactly so you can kind of imagine like it's kind of cool yeah where it could have gone wrong could have but there's also like certain bits in it that are like oh that's kind of really creepy the way it looks and the way it moves yeah no yeah it's it's a very different feel see when he's like crouched at like two minutes 30 seconds something like that if that was the if that was the pose in like the the air duct scene or whatever, instead of the yeah. arms out to to look like you're trying to spook or surprise, like it's happy forty fifth birthday, like surprise, we're all here. <laughs> like if you weren't doing yeah, yeah, that get, weird, yeah. obviously human gesture with your hands, and you like even if we were just motionless, <laughs> like it would have it would have worked for me. It would have worked for me. But just like there's this so I don't. They made they made some weird choices for me, you know, where like I can't. It, oh, yeah, that I does look know. that does look cool. It's interesting, yeah. They got a really skinny yeah. guy here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's super skinny and tall. Yeah, because I think that's the same actor who played him played the alien in the movie. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 about the the limited amount of time you have to show something. You can cheat it in a way one hundred percent to make it look more like it's an actual alien creature in terms of its posture, its movement, you know, just ha- that even even like the angle of how you're showing it. There's ways in which you can do it. And so I'm just, I feel, I feel like it wasn't fully realized for my experience because a part of the movie, you know, even though I love the other elements and the other aspects, like the creature itself is kind of like a part of the payoff for me. And yeah, this mm. is just, doesn't doesn't fully realize that but otherwise great movie just uh yeah appreciate it more than i can enjoy it for some aspects of it like it's it's such minimal parts of the movie but they matter a little too much for me you know like Mm. in terms of the runtime it's like barely anything but it's like I i feel like those are kind of important moments to to show and how you show it right like it if it if it looked much goofier, then everybody would be on my side about it, right? Like, if, if you had this entire movie where, like, the tone is fucking perfect, and then the alien was just, like, big chungus, right? Like, just literally big chungus. Like, you couldn't get it. You Sure, yeah, well, it makes up, like, a movie. tiny part of the movie. Sure, it's only, like, you know, <laughs> a, a fraction of the amount of the runtime, sure. Yeah. But, like, if you, if, if you can't take it seriously, that's kind of a problem. 
right? So that's yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. There's, yeah, I've always noticed little details here and there like that, like when the, the chest burster first comes out, the, oh, yeah. there's something a little bit humorous about the way it runs off the table it's and like stuff. It's like clearly but... on a track. Yeah. It's like a RC uh, yeah. track. Oh, yeah. it, just, it just doesn't pull me out or ruin the atmosphere, no. I guess, the same way it does to yeah. you. I just yeah. It's just like a shot for me, and I just get straight back in after it's done. I, I wish it was done better. Because when I think of like my favorite horror movies, like the, those, like The Thing, how many years later is that? Like 10 years later? Oh, wow. Only yeah, three years later. later. Three years later? Damn. Oh, really? Yeah, 1982. The thing is like oh, incredible yeah. in terms of like its its puppetry and and practical effects and creature effects and animatronics. Like that's like maybe like best of all time, like right there. That's only three years later, right? So, yeah, it's definitely up there. There's some stuff in that movie. Yeah, there's some stuff in that movie too. Like toward the end. That yeah, like, some awkward stop motion and stuff from yeah. Around. You know, I, no, none of these movies are perfect with the effects. It, like, with this, I was trying to think, like, is there, like, any other way they could have achieved it at the time other than, like, doing the track or whatever, like, the alien, like, running out of the room? I, I don't think there is. I, I think that's, like, the only I way. I 100% think there is. Yeah. You just, I mean, it's... stop motion, maybe. <laughs> it's not expected. It's not, like, the standard, but, like, of course there is, right? Fucking Stanley Kubrick making fucking 2001 in the 60s. It's about how you, if you, if it doesn't look great, then you change how you show it, right? If it doesn't look great in real life, you change how you show it in the film, right? But anyway, mm. yeah. Uh, Want to get onto ratings and move on to the next film? Oh, yeah. One other part that I really like. I loved how at the end when she's escaping, her response to mother is like, you bitch. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love the character moments with Ripley. Like, she's a really likable character. I love how she reacts in scenarios. Yeah, there are tons of great character moments. I love that character moment where the engineers are like trying to talk to Ripley through that like steam that's rocketing through the the corridor they're in, and then as soon as Ripley leaves, they just like turn it off because they just <laughs> they didn't want to have a conversation with like a higher up or whatever. So those are great moments like that. We didn't mention the music either, actually, the Jerry Goldsmith. Good score. music. I really like the music, especially yeah. we mentioned the title sequence already, but the it really does set the scene just establish where you are and the foreboding kind of build up of it it's like it's it is unnerving it's it's cool but it's also kind of there's something like beautiful about it too it's like um something epic about it yeah memorable too yeah like nostalgic kind of hearing it again you know mm-hmm. all right what would you give it oh uh <laughs> 10 out of 10 yeah i'm right there with you this is a 10 out of 10 for me yeah anything any problems I have with it, I just consider nitpicks. They don't pull me out of the overall experience. I just, yeah, I love every element of mm-hmm. this movie. Well, can't yeah. change, can't change my emotional response, but I got to be true to it. Got to be true to the emotional being in my head, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, it just prevents me from from fully experiencing the film in the way that I feel like I should. Some great stuff, but uh, as I've, you know, you've heard the whole discussion. But seven out of ten. Can't can't give it any higher for a movie okay. that I can't believe is uh, the aliens not there. Because <laughs> yeah, one of the barriers for me, like inherently, is like what has been done to this creature over time. Mm-hmm. Like the alien is not scary at this point. Yeah, that doesn't bother me though. Like it, this movie's still, you know, it's it exists. It's untouched. They didn't Lucas edition it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can always watch this at any point and still enjoy it, but that is something yeah. that's like there. Here's a question before we move on to the next film. So I watched the Blu-rays and there were two different versions on each, but I just chose 
theatrical. I didn't realize they were different versions, but the first Alien movie, there was apparently like a, uh, I think they called it a director's cut, but some people didn't like it because it like, basically what Ridley Scott did was he made scenes shorter to include more deleted scenes. And so some people like the extra context of some lines or whatever, like you, I don't remember what is added, but other people were complaining that like, it ruins the atmosphere and pacing of like what is supposed to be like a slow burn sort of thing. So I just stuck with theatrical for both because I didn't want to risk, you know, having like a weird yeah. <laughs> version. But oh right, yeah, I, I watched the uh, 4K Disney Plus version, so I'm not actually theatrical. entirely sure which cut that is. I'd imagine mm-hmm. theatrical. Yeah, I watched the theatrical, the the Aliens extended cut, the uh, director's one. Yeah, I'm not really like a fan of that. That, I'm like, more familiar ruins, with the Aliens extended cut. Yeah, yeah, that like ruins, kind of ruins the pacing. James of it. Cameron, um, the, so the second one. Yeah, the yeah. second one. Okay. I meant Aliens. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the. Um, I guess we can get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so did I. Um, so Aliens, directed by James Cameron. Seven years later. Can get into that. Wow, it's that far, and wow. yeah, it's In it's real life. the first one was Alien. This one is Aliens. There's more. So now there's multiple <laughs> Aliens. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, that's like the whole thing. Now there's more, and now the tone is a, a little more of an action film than it is a a horror film. Although there's still elements of horror and science fiction blended in there yeah i love this movie too um i i don't really know if i have a preference between the uh, these two films i'd like them both equally for different reasons and they're both great and i love how different they are like watching them back to back they are very different movies and i love the decisions that they take with the story that are different like in the first film the android is the antagonist's mm-hmm. character and in this film something great about james cameron he like subverts it he always does this with sequels he subverts it in a way where you know it, it not only makes this movie better it makes the other film better because it makes it a more unique experience because the android in this film is a good character and he's helping ripley and that that dynamic right there just separates the two films like immediately it's like oh why is it's not the same shit again like these characters are like different and there's like a different dynamic going on and you have ripley trying to like get over her like kind of bitterness toward androids or whatever and that whole dynamic that it's like so interesting and it reminded me of like terminator 2 and that's kind of what they did with terminator 2 also making the terminator the good guy but i love that subversion i think that's great writing and they do that with a lot of different things in this and yeah, I love the acting, you know, everyone's great in it, and Sigourney Weaver's great, and yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, the framing of, like, taking this group of, like, hyper-masculine, like, hoorah soldiers, putting them in a situation where they're, like, scared shitless, and they get their asses kicked. It's, like, a fun dynamic, and they're, like, really pushed <laughs> yeah. into a corner, and, like, the character, the characters, you see some of them change more than others once they're put in that corner. Yeah. Like the Bill Paxton character. The Bill who, Paxton character being yeah, the name. Yeah, I love yeah. that performance in this. That, that is mm-hmm. so great. I love that character. It is so many iconic lines and, and scenes. Like when I talk about a movie being memed, that's like a good movie. Like like this movie gets like his lines are memes. Yeah, like, Game Over Man and all that. Yeah. yeah, Game Over Man, whatever. But like these are good lines. These are parts of the movie that you remember because he's like such mm-hmm. a funny character. Yeah, like that is interesting seeing that character like 
in that situation later on in the movie because at first he like doesn't take anything seriously and he's a fucking douchebag but then once he's in that shit like getting attacked by aliens or whatever it's it's like it's just interesting you want to see how that character reacts you know you want to see how that character reacts to this kind of situation and and that's just how everyone's written the camaraderie's great and yeah all those all those characters there those marines they're really um cool and they're really they have really cool like equipment like this is one of those movies where i notice like the guns and whatever like they have really cool like weaponry and equipment that helps them that like kind of steady arm i think what's her name rodriguez ramirez or something yeah yeah she's she like has like i think it's like what they use for like steady cameras usually like on a film set mm-hmm. usually but like they just used it as like part of this world like it's 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 just her machine gun thing it helps her withhold her machine gun and i love that it's like so organic to the world and yeah i love that i, I love the just like the design of everything and it's more ambitious in that way too i feel than like the first one right like a lot more like like a lot more aliens a lot more sets and like grander kind of stakes and action sequences. It's just um, a completely different tone, you know, like it's yeah. like uh, comic relief. It's just James Cameron's whole shebang, you know? It, it, yeah. It's, it's very, it makes it very clear very quickly that it is going for something quite different than that first movie. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it does feel a little bit like whiplash, like when you watch it right after and it takes a little while to get to the, you know, the creepy atmosphere that you kind of remember and expect from that original, especially in mm-hmm. the kind of the, the, the very beginning of the movie, the first act, I find like a little bit awkward and clunky as they're just trying to establish everything. And there is like a lot of dialogue and exposition. And it's cheesy as fuck. <laughs> yeah that's part of james cameron's like i don't know what he loves the cheesy and when it works it like really works does he even know it's cheesy at this point <laughs> like how much is he aware yeah i don't know I've, uh, yeah i've always kind of read it as more of a like kind of an over-the-top james cameronism like he just he likes the bombastic hoorah type dialogue is yeah mm-hmm. it's very uh I was getting a lot of enjoyment actually from just being reminded of how much Halo actually was inspired by. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my Direct god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just visually, even like the the design of the Marines, the yeah. vehicles they're flying around, Sarge, like so much of it. The Sergeant cigar, Johnson, basically, and like <laughs> yeah. the the death scene shown by the handheld video camera aesthetic. Yep. The yep. fucking game over yeah, guy, like. That. Yeah, <laughs> it's Halo. The Halo devs watched this movie for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the whole like military aesthetic with the music and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but once it gets going, yeah, Vasquez. Really that's her it. name. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to call the racist. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, Vasquez. I like that character. <laughs> <laughs> and when they remake Aliens, uh, that's who they'll get to play that character. They'll get Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's God. he's already put her in Avatar, so right. Yeah, exactly. James Cameron has two settings: water and space marines. You know, his last film, he got to <laughs> yeah, do both. There's a little it. both in this film too, actually. There's water in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They fall into the he water. finds a way to put yeah, it in there. Just, it, mm-hmm. it, at this point, I don't know. It's like a fetish, right? Like, <laughs> when you just do one thing over and over. Can you have a fetish for? W- he's got. Water he's got a fetish for water and space marines. He's got. He came. He, he gets really to come hard in Avatar too. I think. I think that's what's going on. 
He's yeah. funny. He likes he likes a broader appeal, doesn't he? He know he knows exactly how to get an audience really engaged with the set of characters. Hence, like the inclusion of Newt and stuff like that, and yeah, the Marines and is is just way more kind of cartoonish in that way. Uh, but right. I, I personally like it. Uh, I, I I do appreciate how different it is to that original because like we oh, kind of yeah. see with like Alien Cubed mm. what where it could have gone. You know, it's mm-hmm. like kind of the same movie again but just worse in every way. Yeah, it's just like dark and dry and yeah, I don't like that movie really. Um it's like yeah. this this one's like so much like yeah, it's corny but it leads to like these really memorable scenes and set pieces that I like love and think are really fun. And that's not something, you know, Alien Cubed did. No. And I just love the concept like okay, aliens, let's let's take the alien and make more of them. Like call it aliens. It's a great. It's a great idea for a sequel. Like it's a yeah, and simple, it, and it doesn't overdo yeah. the the answers, you know, to the questions that Alien mm-hmm. left open. It like answers a couple things here or there. Mostly the the kind of Queen reveal being a big one. But mm-hmm. that's like my favorite part of the movie is that is that whole climax and that just that insane puppet that they created. For yeah, that. massive puppet. Yeah, that looks sick. That thing. That, it was so cool. Yeah. Just this whole movie, I just kept going. That is so cool. It's like a movie. I mean, when I saw it as a kid, there's so many things I just like remember. So many scenes and the pacing for it's great. We're talking about the pacing of the first one. There's like this. I, th- I think it really gets going. Maybe after that first twenty minutes, it's a little slow. But like once it gets past that, like that exposition or whatever, in the first twenty minutes, it like really like there's a lot of great scenes like back to back, and it really kept up that tension for me. I was never bored. And it's even though I've like seen yeah. the movie before, I'm like, oh, this this scene's coming up. Oh, this scene with like Newt and Ripley like, when they're stuck in the thing and they get locked in and they're trying to break the glass and the facehugger's like trying to get her. It's like, oh fuck! And then the next scene is like another great thing. And yeah, it, it's like constant. Yeah, once they once they prep kind of like the mission and get all the chess pieces in play to like get Ridley back on into an environment where she has to interact with these creatures again. That's where I I fall into like loving it a bit more like that, that whole mission where they're like trying to find where everyone is and they're finding like the lab with the face huggers and tubes and going into the dingy they're going layers and layers down but then it's like revealed that they can't use their explosive rounds so they can't they have to like t- collect all the mags up and it just like keeps increasing the tension they find that woman embedded in the wall and she's like mm, <laughs> the chest burst yeah. that comes out i found that really horrifying as that a was kid. brutal um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's things about this movie that I just that I that I associate with like the overall universe of the franchise as a whole in a way that's not like bastardized or like, you know, we, we think about the newer alien films. It's like they added, but they added too much. This is a film where, you know, they added a, a few interesting things and they explored the lore in in a different way than the original showed, but it didn't feel so betraying there was still a sense of mystery to it uh you learned a bit more about like how these things function you know it's like oh they have this the queen and the eggs and they do that's how they do the thing and blah 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 blah, blah. but it still functions right it doesn't it doesn't ruin the original it it, it it's nice and complementary in terms of what it adds to the universe mm-hmm. i feel yeah it's just yeah, taking it the concept organic. to its yeah. logical extreme you know yeah. so yeah. there are eggs everywhere in the first movie they had to get there somehow yeah. what makes sense just yeah, mm-hmm. the queen thing laying it and same with the androids too 
Like having good Android characters too. Yeah, but I loved I loved all the world building. Yeah, you're right. Like all the world building felt organic. Like even the power loader thing. That's just something they were like, okay, this has been something that's been in the universe, like even in the first film. And it just feels completely organic to like the movie. It's like, oh, it's just yeah. a machine, but it, it fits great for the film. And yeah, the way it's like paid off in that climax where she uses it to fight the, the queen alien. It's That's great. That's really fun. Yeah, lots of great setups like that. I love um, the lighting. I love... It's very blue. It's another James Cameron uh, trademark. It, it, it looks noticeably different, I think, than yeah. you know, the other movie, yeah, too. Time. It's, it's more of a James Cameron style. Um, but I don't I, mind it. I felt it. like the, uh, the, the exterior shots of the ship looked worse. And I don't know if it was because of the mm-hmm. blue space lighting or, like, what? But, like, damn, like, seven years later, the, the really Scott ones looked so much better. Yeah, there were some spaceship shots I noticed. Yeah, yeah like even like, like two thousand one. Yeah, looked better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. <laughs> but like the models themselves yeah. were like. I do you think the original does look better? Yeah, but like the actual like models and like the the detail on like the models, I think was really well done. Like I think those spaceships looked great as far as like the design of the models themselves. Maybe like the green screen in the background or some of that stuff looked kind of corny, but I really liked the design of everything, and I really liked the sets. That stuff was all like excellent i love the colony um again going into like that extended cut kind of they show more of like the colony i think getting like attacked by the aliens right do you know alex they show like yeah they like show that. don't they show newt's parents yeah. finding the ship from the first alien they show all that and that stuff it's like it drags the movie down like you just don't need that you know like it's great how it's edited in aliens like the theatrical cut you just like see her and like you don't need to know any of that, you know. I like how they just get right yeah. in. Yeah, and they give they give Ripley like a whole subplot with like finding out about her daughter and like she's out aged her daughter and her daughter has died and that's like oh yeah what the fuck remember that? <laughs> yeah I forgot about yeah. that just so unnecessary really because mm-hmm. um, like completely unnecessary because yeah. yeah Newt being there I, I do like that dynamic because it does bring out kind of a more sensitive side to her and you can see a more kind of love uh, motherly dynamic. In this, yeah, this group of these hyper-masculine, macho army dudes is like a fun, fun dynamic going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Completely. Yeah, a lot of fun. I think, the, I think this movie's an absolute blast. Yeah. The things that worked about the first film the best for me, I feel just aren't really in this film as much until like the very end. I feel like the very end of this film saves it and we'll get into that a bit more later, but like not a huge fan of just extremely unlikable characters. I get it. They're space Marines. They got to have this like macho attitude, but I was just like, fuck like they're, you know, I, I miss, I was just thinking about like the dinner conversations in the first film. I'm like, damn, I miss when I cared about whether or not the characters died sort of thing. Like I miss those aspects of it. Really? I I feel like, they flesh out the dynamics just mm-hmm. enough, you know, where they, they do mm-hmm. have the Bill Paxton. He has the major switch. He's like kind of overly confident at first and he switches to being like a nervous wreck. We've yeah, he's got, a coward um, at the end. Yeah. Why am I forgetting his damn name? Um, like the lead, uh, uh, yeah, Michael Bean. Yeah. He's got some nice little characterization moments or the, or the guy, the, their like military leader who's, only like run the simulations and doesn't know what he's doing and they don't really trust him and he's like sweating as they're combat dropping and then like shows what michael bean's up to and he's like asleep and it like just implies that he's he's seen a lot and he's like just doesn't care and he's you know 
I, I feel like there's a, a a nice amount of like subtle characterization for the the main mm-hmm. crew going on. Yeah, I agree with that, and it kind of makes the bishop character like more likable because it's in like relation to the marines, I guess, because he's like a little more sympathetic. Yeah, and Bishop has that good line about the androids from the original Alien. I, so, yeah, I love that model Bishop. Always was a bit twitchy. Yeah, Bishop's a yeah. great character. Yeah, Bishop. Bishop's the most likable character in this film for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's intentional, kind of yeah. like the Michael Fassbender character in Prometheus. Like, yeah, they really wanted you to like uh, humanizing the non-human characters and kind yeah. of making the human characters, you know, kind of unlikable. I think that's something like a James Cameron Hallmark almost. <laughs> at this point yeah definitely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah i like bishop too i like when he gets ripped in half it was very unexpected when i first saw it I was and like, that, that looks amazing <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's, the way that's achieved an incredible shot so that was fucking incredible yeah shot. absolutely amazing incredible. great reveal yeah the yeah. ending is awesome yeah the entire ending sequence saves the movie for me and when i say saves i mean yeah. it like it brings it up a rating <laughs> like one point because mm-hmm. otherwise like yeah hate to be another Debbie Downer, but <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, Debbie just Downer. Go this it. movie as a whole really does not work for me. The shots are like way too close and tight. I don't really feel like I'm experiencing much of the visuals. Like I love the set design, you know. I I love a lot of what's happening production wise, but like it just doesn't show it properly for me. And I'm like I'm always feeling this sort of like God damn, it's like a little too claustrophobic, especially after just having watched the first film. I hate Newt. Newt fucking sucks. Newt's like so <laughs> annoying. Child actor is just at fr- it, at first in the movie when they're just like, okay, she's not going to talk. It was fine, <laughs> but then second half of the movie, all she does is fucking scream like an idiot, and just like I I don't believe her screams. They're like held back. She's like smiling essentially as she's doing it. That part where she's like slowly falling down the hamster wheel, like ah. I was laughing. It was so fucking. It's I. She's so absolutely irritating. I cannot stand nude at all. And the fact that she's essentially just there to act as a stand-in for the cat in the first movie of like, oh, she's got to go back for the thing, for the create the little innocent thing that she's got to go back. You can't explode the ship just yet. It's like a fuck. You know, I cared more about the cat than I did about Newt. Like Newt's just. I just wanted you to, die, you know, like fucking die, mm-hmm. stupid kid. And then if yeah. you're just gonna scream the entire time and act like an idiot, like how am I supposed to believe that you're the only survivor on this ship? Like really? And that's all you do is you go, eh, like, fuck off. You'd be dead in a second. You know? Yeah. Didn't, didn't buy it. I don't really blame her in the moment where she falls down the little hatch thing. Cause that's the, that's the sacrifice moment, right? And the like explosive goes off and she goes flying down, loses her balance. Yeah. That was so I funny. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. <laughs> got her moments. Yeah. The, yeah, the, new, per- um, the performance associated with that was really bad though, is what I'm saying. Like in that moment, I'm not saying right. like, oh yeah. I I don't like that the character fell. She should have had better balance. I'm saying like I didn't believe a second of the performance, and it just right, right. you know, like you're just child actor in the space marine movie. Just shouldn't be there. I really just did not like her inclusion, and um, yeah, just the aliens were shown better. the The criticisms that I had for the first film, in terms of like my believability for whether or not it's a guy in a suit. I feel like the the way that the actors in the suits were moving in this were overwhelmingly, for the most part, like a lot better. Like they were moving more alien-like. They never did that weird like pose. I'm in a musical theater production yeah. thing like that. Never happened. And then, yeah, there's uh, nothing you know, really like that. 
Yeah, I think yeah. the effects in this one are better than than the first one. For as far yeah, as just the entire effects, last yeah. fifteen twenty minutes of the movie, where we have the 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 queen alien and just like holy shit, like that thing's huge, and there's no. It's like I don't have a firm grasp by watching any individual shot over like what's happening happening mechanically to make that move or how big it is or how it's being cheated. I just believe that there's the creature there, which is awesome, and that's what I'm supposed to feel watching the movie. Yeah, like I don't see incredible. the actor behind it, I don't see the crew behind it. That's like some of the best creature effects ever. Like that fucking queen alien, holy shit. That that makes the movie just so much better. If that wasn't in the movie, I would not be feeling positively about it at all really yeah it's like the ultimate payoff because they like sow the seeds mm -hmm. early on where they're like what laid those eggs man and then you just kind of forget about it and it just <laughs> the way it unravels <laughs> towards the end and that, that reveal moment where you see it and it's like yeah it doesn't hold back it's not obscuring anything it's like you are seeing every little detail an inch of that monstrosity and it's glorious yeah mm -hmm. yeah not a fan of the the cheesy tone and just the way that everything's shot like for the for everything but the last 20 minutes for me it was just like really bland like james cameronisms and just not feeling it not <laughs> didn't feel special mm. and was just kind of like after i've seen him do the same thing so many times now too it's kind of like it's worse right. retrospectively after having seen like avatar 2 you know right, so for me this is like yeah for me this is more where it belongs you know it's kind of like the most 80s movie imaginable you know it does have the corniness it does have all of this mm. over the top kind of nature um and i, I do like it for that I do, yeah I, I i like the contrast i think i'm more with ralph on this where i, I yeah because if it was either yeah going straight to alien 3 and resurrection and these type of things where they they were kind of more trying to go towards that first movie again yeah like, they've just never been able to recapture it so it's yeah, there's definitely something about the approach that I think was a correct decision. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm I think so, too. I liked I liked how it built on the world, and I liked the characters. And yeah, I, th I think it's a technical, like, a technically amazing movie. The special effects are just yeah. amazing for it, yeah. For a movie that's so old, yeah. I do think it beats the movie, the first movie in that way, and just the, the special effects, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely parts that this movie does better. Just... Mm -hmm. what I love the most about the first movie is not in there. It's just like the look of the creatures. I'm like, yeah, you, you like really believe it. And yeah, even just like the kind of saliva or, you know, like the whatever guck comes out of its mouth. It's like really gross. And I, I like that. It's like very mm -hmm. believable. I think that's like an extra detail that they like, you know, really included that I think really makes it more gross and feel more like a real creature and not like a puppet. It's like, a, like this mucus almost, and it's like, you know, it's very gross. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like I like the corniness. I don't mind it. It doesn't betray the intent to me. It seems like pretty early on it kind of establishes what it's trying to be and trying to do. And while I, I do think the original Alien is superior, I do like that this exists and there is this kind of interpretational angle of it and angle of it. So the things that we haven't mentioned, like I do like that character of Burke, the kind of antagonist, slimy, corpo guy. And it brings out that yeah. really good line that Ripley has where she's like... I don't know who's worse between like us and the aliens. You don't see them fucking each other over for a percentage and this kind of stuff. Uh, mm. so, yeah. yeah, I did like that. And I like they made that 
traitor character who like works for the company, a human this time, instead of the android, because yeah. you know, Sigourney Weaver's character, she's like looking this way. Meanwhile, this guy's gonna fuck her over, you know, when she's not looking, and that's that's great. Yeah, it shows like her flaws. But yeah, that too. Like she's a flawed character, and that makes her interesting. And yeah, the way like her and Bishop like become kind of friends at the end, it's a good payoff as well. Yeah, just a lot of good stuff here. A lot of good writing. I I, I don't know. I, I like this movie. I love this movie. I shouldn't say I like it. <laughs> it's it's kind of like underselling it. Should we get into ratings? Sure. I don't have like yeah. a ton more to say. I'm going to give this one a five out of five as well. I, I love this movie. And yeah, <laughs> it's not much more to say. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just a, I'm a tab below. I think for like a an action interpretation of that kind of first Alien movie, I think it's great. I really like places they take it, and man, yeah, we've we've gone on about that that Queen section towards the end, but that that really does make it like that. It is such a good sequence, all of that going, all of seeing all the eggs and aiming the mm-hmm. flamethrower at them, and the Xenomorphs like retreating. That's more what I wanted. Yeah, that's more what I wanted from the conclusion of the thing then like mm. i got yeah because that became like yeah, a stop motion yeah, yeah. effect this is like more what i wanted from that conclusion because yeah. this is like truly like yeah spectacular that's a great yeah you're right great set piece at the end yeah i do i will always just treasure that tone and slow plodding atmosphere of that original i don't really find this movie scary in the same way really at all to be honest there's the one scary scene with the the woman embedded in the wall and the whole kind of egg thing is creepy but it it is much scarier the way it's kind of mm. handled. And I feel like there's just a bit more depth to that original movie, but this is a fantastic eighties action movie. One of my favorites. I might give it a four star, I think. Nice. I just wish I, the fucking, the kid the child actor drags it down a lot, you know, when they're in the face hugger scene, like, eh, help me, let me out. Like she's not even hitting the fucking window, you know, she's like tapping it. It's like, ah, help me, help. <laughs> Fuck you. I hate it. Stupid, dumb kid. James Cameron's a fucking hack. <laughs> I hate him. I'm sick of his shit. Uh, six out of ten. <laughs> Just like, but the ending's great. Like, there's a lot that I like about this movie, you know. But I just fucking holy shit. I'm so sick of his shit. I think that retrospectively, in the context of like his filmography, it made it worse for me. And I'm hoping that doesn't happen to the Terminator movies because I'd like to revisit those. But this is just yeah. I fucking. Don't I'm I'm liking James Cameron less every day. <laughs> yeah, there is something about him. He's kind of a he's a character. He's quite a like a cocky. He's always pushing. Mm-hmm. He's always pushing, especially like the technology and yeah, the, the scope of things. That's kind of <laughs> I'm pushing your buttons in particular. Yeah, <laughs> I quite like it though. I I, I think you even like Avatar too. Like I know you hate that movie, but <laughs> it's that movie's kind of like ruined a bunch of other like big spectacle movies for me just in terms of just visually yeah like what, that new you know. ant-man movie holy fuck like, <laughs> yeah like you look at the visual effects in that you're like holy fuck yeah like it's, it's like comical it, it, in comparison it's like going it's you know it's like leaving the matrix you know it's like uh-huh you feel like you're like yeah you it's there's like a new standard now and that's what he always does with his movies that's why i mm-hmm. like him too it's like once he makes a movie like a lot of people shit in Hollywood, they're just like done. Like they're just like over. Like when the first Avatar came out, and there was like all these visual effects spectacles coming out, they were just like done after Avatar because mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can't compete 
with like yeah what he did. seeing any water you know? movie like little mermaid looks like shit like that's not even out yet you know we had water yeah. scenes in a couple other big movies and it was just like yeah black panther 2 yeah, yeah yeah exactly but it's just like he put a lot of time and work into that or not just him his his team obviously but he at least fought to have time to make the movie look good and yeah it shows yeah right like at least he cares in that respect and pushing those boundaries right and that's why i've always respected him and and ridley scott too um i think they both have good track record of stuff yeah all right i guess question time Woo. <laughs> okay let's do a couple questions here from the uh, sardonicast community head over to the suggestion thread on the subreddit if you want to leave questions for future episodes Let's do this one. This was the most upvoted comment from a BBD4116. What was the incident at your high school? Hmm, I've got one if you want to think. <laughs> Quite weird. The I don't know what you guys would call them. We don't call them high schools. I was in sixth form, like 16, 17. And on Lever's Day, a bunch of people like, painted the, the the sheep that were like on site <laughs> we had, there was like an agriculture like part of the school i went to so there were like sheep in like a field <laughs> you had sheep at your school uh, <laughs> yeah i know it's like the most country thing ever but, um, <laughs> yeah that is. yeah on lever's day like a bunch of sick formers like spray painted the uh the resident sheep nice and bright and that was that was one of the incidents of mine mm that's funny. I don't know if I have one. Maybe my school is just really lame. My class. Really no shit in the urinal or anything crazy like that? Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> like the I toilets got so bad at my school, they had to like put up like cameras on the outside. <laughs> so they could People try and figure shit. out wow. who keeps like shitty. Yeah, it was fucking foul. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> my God. Yeah, I guess I just went to a good school. <laughs> I think my high school was like a repurposed prison it, because like it had no Jesus. windows. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was weird. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah it really was. <laughs> yeah. It's like how my mom's school was in like Queens. She'd tell me there were like bars on the windows. It was like prison. I'm yeah, like, it was like, I didn't go to school there. Bars on the windows. <laughs> Literally no windows. Yeah. It's like fucking it's prison. <laughs> yeah, yours, yours had no windows. I don't have like a... Uh, there's something that I thought was kind of like a high school thing, but I guess it really wasn't because I guess the guy was at a high school by the time it, this happened. But I'll tell the story anyway, just because it reminded me of this. Mm. But some people that I went to high school. So there's this filmmaker from Edmonton uh, that made like some like indie stuff or whatever. Like he might have gotten into a festival or something before. I don't remember. But he wound up, I guess, getting inspired by like Dexter <laughs> oh, no. and being like a sicko. He, like, held auditions Ooh. for, like, a thing and just, like, murdered people. <laughs> like, Why? he would, yeah, you can look this up. It was, like, he, he would he, he would tie people up in his garage and be, like, pretend like he's filming a scene. Like, oh, yeah, this is, like, an indie thing. It's just, like, me filming, like, a thing. And one guy actually escaped and I guess didn't... Uh, <laughs> notify the authorities because i don't know why so then he wound up killing another person but i think he only wound up killing like one guy successfully but i had friends in my high school that like auditioned for like some of his stuff so, which was like kind of creepy but, yeah oh, that's man. horrifying yeah you can lurk yeah i think this is uh mark twitchell is the name they are uh in prison 
right now. So yeah, Edmonton well, filmmaker <laughs> killer thing. That's that weird. Yeah, I guess that was after high school. Make a good movie. Yeah. To make like a true crime movie out of it. Netflix, they should get the rights to that. Yeah, there was definitely um there's like a mini thing on some there was something I watched on YouTube, some cheesy television thing mm. did some story on it. But I don't I don't know. I don't know how much there is to get out of it. But you could, you know, take some creative liberties and make more of a thing out of it, I guess. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, in terms of like high school incidents, like I don't know. I was only in high school for a year and a half before I dropped out to like focus on art. And I wound up getting my uh, equivalency later. But, yeah. Okay. Mad Movie Hero has one for us. There's been recent news that Disney is working on a live-action remake of Moana and that Warner Bros. will soon reboot Harry Potter as a series on HBO. Given the fact that Moana and the original Harry Potter films came out not that long ago, what do you think about this situation? It's bad. Hmm. I think the Moana yeah. one is just like <laughs> it's so crazy. Did you see that that video that the Rock like put on on his Twitter? Where he's oh, he like standing on the beach in Hawaii. Oh my god! Yeah, he's like with his little girls, like announcing, Wink like it. I know you are as hyped as I am. Wink it. Um, <laughs> you got to give me a second. It, it's so cringy, man. Yeah, it's the same cast, right? Because it, the because Moana just came out like a couple years ago. Like it's the same exact cast. It's not even. So like, like, what's even the point? Yeah, isn't it like five years yeah. or something? What's the point? <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, what can I say except this is lame? Yeah, it's really so like, lame. Why would they announce that? Why would they not do a sequel? I think you know? the Harry Potter one's really lame. Like, I wonder how that's going to go. I wonder if these live action versions are just cheaper to make than the animated ones. And now they're like, well, why not? <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, you don't have to come up with any like ideas or writing this announcement oh my god oh yeah you just copy the same movie it's such a cringe announcement <laughs> what is with this like epic st- action music as he's announcing this like just holding <laughs> yeah, his daughter's yeah, yeah. like this big burly man <laughs> as they're just like chilling on the beach ba, 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 ba. i'm watching this shit yeah oh my god. the but, comments yeah. are like <laughs> Every year that passes by, Hollywood Hollywood's reputation sinks further. People seem to be turning on the rocks, the rock a little bit. It seems. <laughs> Sorry, just I reading mean, the comments. They're like they're fucking roasting it. I mean, it's like the official uh, announcement. Yeah, it's deserved. It's, it's embarrassing. <sighs> yeah, I, come on. Like it's it's so uncreative. Like people fucking hate these live action remakes. Like, does anyone <laughs> like them? I haven't heard a single positive thing. I mean, they are continuing to be successful. Is the problem? Yeah, because I guess Little Mermaid's gonna make money. Like, guarantee you, the new Little Mermaid movie coming out in like two months is gonna make money. It probably will. It's not only gonna make money for that movie. Do you think so? Was what Lady and the Tramp and Pinocchio were like? Lady and the Tramp was a dump onto Disney Plus, right? I don't know about Pinocchio. Yeah, Yeah, those were both dumps. And Pinocchio was too, but that had like Tom Hanks in it. Yeah, so I don't know, but like these. They're all dumps, though. These all these movies are dumps. But even so, like, I'm willing to bet that they they were still profitable, because every time that you release one of these live action remakes, it's essentially also an ad for the original. And enough people like the original that even if you hate the the live action remake and you're like, I'm going to protest this, I'm just going to watch the original, you're still rewarding them for creating the live action remake because what the, they've done is they've increase their sales by making it because you were reminded of the original and it served as an ad, right? Yeah. So 
Yeah. Like, mm. people are going to be like, oh, Moana, right? It's news about Moana. I'm going to rent Moana on video on demand. Mm-hmm. Like, people exactly. are going to be watching The Little Mermaid. Even people, whether or not they, they're excited for the new Little Mermaid, are going to be watching the old one. I'm going to watch the old one before I watch the fucking new one, you know? Like, yeah, I watched yeah. Pinocchio after the new Pinocchio. Exactly. Just because I had to clear, cleanse my fucking palate. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I think they're all profitable. Really, in yeah. some way or another, like maybe not directly for every single one of them, but they're at least worth making. They see it as a advantage to them, but, but it's just like so bad. The uh, I find the Harry Potter conversation kind of more interesting though, because mm-hmm. yeah. first off, HBO, right? Like they they don't make trash for the most part. Like they make some of the best long form content around, mm-hmm. and those like. I don't know if this is like a hot take or whatever, but there's only really one Harry Potter movie I, I really give a shit about. That uh, the third one, uh, mm-hmm. the first three are like okay and cute, and the, the, I just feel the first like two. it's overall not the best like franchise of movies. Yeah, they're not like yeah. sacred like Lord of the Rings or something to me. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't feel like that in my mind. I was rewatching them. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Those first two are not great. The third one's really good. Um, the third one is the one. That's like the yeah, good one. That one's great. Alfonso Cuaron directed. But I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I know Harry Potter is like really controversial now or whatever. <laughs> I'm more so but the I, author. I, I, I don't yeah. know. Like, long form content adapting these big chunky books. I feel like you could do something with that. I, I don't know. There is like, there's at least some room there I could see where you could mm-hmm. do something. It'd be difficult. And there's a lot of baggage coming in, obviously, because those are treasured movies and the cast is treasured and everything. But yeah, I don't know. And I feel like they weren't that long ago either. Like, I guess they were. That's the egregious part. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Like those actors are still around, like, you know, Emma Watson, <laughs> like Daniel Radcliffe. I still see them in movies. It's kind of weird. Like at this point, you think they'd wait a little longer. And um, I guess you're all right. There is material there. I was watching the fourth one recently. And there was a lot of, like, stuff in that movie. There was, like, a lot going on in that film. And, mm. like, from what I know about book readers, they said there was a lot of stuff. It was, like, a very yeah. busy book as well. So, I'm sure they could, like, adapt it into something, especially with that book or, with, like, some of the later ones. Because they get pretty, like, lofty and, like, mature later they on. They just get bigger and bigger, the books, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as those early ones, you know, I don't know if it's going to be something where they make a season and just drop it. You know, HBO, they, they usually make like adult content and not kid stuff but you know like you said if if anyone could do it well it's it probably be hbo i mean they made that last of us show pretty good you know but i have faith in them i, I don't like house of the dragon but yeah. yeah that's the thing like any any other company i would not trust at all but i don't mm. know yeah, I you know I, I just I don't know I don't really I'm not that attached to Harry Potter as an IP so it doesn't just seem seem as egregious as it might to some. Yeah, those Fantastic Beast movies too. Those are fucking awful. I was watching those. Yeah, they're so bad. Mm-hmm. Those are I'm just awful. kind of upset at just like these big things that are a part of cultural conversations that I feel like some sort of obligation to see. I wouldn't have watched the Mario movie if it wasn't the most successful fucking animated opening of all time. You know, mm-hmm. you know, is that like I have no interest in Harry Potter at all. And so for for this to just be happening and then like maybe it'll be wildly successful, I'm kind of just dreading that moment where it's like, oh, fuck, am I going to have to like, <laughs> am I going to have to like check out a Harry Potter movie again just to be a part of like a cultural conversation? 
and do my fucking job. <laughs> I guess so it's like, damn it, it's kind of annoying. Job. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm just dreading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I was really. I was really into those books as a kid. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. Yeah, people love those books. Yeah, it just really depends on like if they make the show good. If it's a good show, people like it. Then I think it will be successful. I think that will happen. Uh, but it just depends, you know, they could, it could tank also. I mean, I, I don't like those Fantastic Beasts movies. Yeah. yeah. There are some like big question marks, like, what do you do with the music? What do you do with the casting? Like, <laughs> there's a lot mm-hmm. of big things. Right. The music's so iconic. They would probably just reuse the themes. That's one of my least favorite things about House of the Dragon. I know people fucking hate I Harp on, but like, <laughs> they like, <laughs> they reuse like the, the Game intro. of Thrones the- like, theme song. Like, why? Like, why yeah. do they reuse the theme song? It I doesn't do wish make they can any sense. For that. Mm-hmm. I wish so too. Exactly. It's just like, but they'll probably do the same thing for Harry Potter because, you know, the music's so iconic. They'll just throw the music in because it's, that's what people know. I wonder what they're going to do. Mm hmm. It, it depends, it, you know, because yeah. they could take the Lord of the Rings or, or the Rings of Power route and do nothing inspired, oh but or they could do something really creative with it and and make it good, you know. It is HBO, like you said. I have faith in them, but I just I don't know. I feel like those those movies are not that old. They're not that old. <laughs> like you could watch them. I don't old. know if I just have faith in HBO just like that though. Mm-hmm. I don't know, either. especially after the merger. Yeah, that too. And I think that's mm. part of why they, like, greenlit this yeah, as well. Yeah, it's probably 100% mm-hmm. why that's happening. Like, the Harry Potter movies like aren't, like, not selling right now. Like, you go on a fucking airplane, mm-hmm. you see all fucking eight, <laughs> seven or eight Harry Potter <laughs> movies just constantly <laughs> there to watch. Like, Max. okay, these are still getting, like, residual passive income, clearly. You know, so they just want more. They're greedy, greedy pigs. And I guess their Fantastic Beasts, yeah, franchise didn't go the way they wanted, so they've got... They've got to yeah. find a new angle to, and it, yeah, I guess remakes are just so popular right now. They're just seeing it like, how can we stretch this into and revisit without having to actually make something new because we can't, we can't do it clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly. Uh, yeah, Moana okay. not going to be good. Fuck the rest. <laughs> no, no, fuck that entire project. So stupid and annoying. Should we do one more here? Let's do it. And, yeah, um, sure. We could do. Yeah. A basilisk says this. It's interesting that Adam thinks AI reviewing movies is a good formula for YouTube videos, because in a way, he's already right. Recently, there's been an explosion of videos of the AI US presidents making tier lists of any topic you can think of. And they also have all their critical bases covered, with one president being negative, one positive, and one in the middle ground. Any thoughts on this? And how would you guys react if someone made an AI channel that featured your voices? It's been happening to the game theory guy, and he doesn't seem too fond of it. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, AI channel featuring my voice? Well, first of all keep fucking trying because it seems like my voice is one of the few that you can't really quite nail down (laughs) so Mm, people have been trying nobody's gotten it it. i don't have like as consistent (laughs) of a tone as joe rogan which like every single ai can nail joe rogan's voice right now like it's insane (laughs) it's just joe rogan people have been making fake ads to trick old people into buying supplements yeah i saw one (laughs) isn't that crazy That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's really yeah. fun. The, the Jordan Peterson ones are quite oh. accurate as well. Like oh, Joe man. Rogan, Jordan Peterson talking about Bionicle or whatever. It's pretty <laughs> funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw them like reviewing a movie. It's like, yeah, Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro reviewing a movie or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. That, sh- that shit's hilarious. I am passionately interested in the AI technology, both in terms of like 
recreating voices and like also like text bots and all that. Like I am welcoming our new AI overlords and I'm going to be here for the reckoning. And I hope that they think that I'm cool uh, when they uh, replace humanity uh, so that they don't kill yeah. me. But um, yeah, I mean like it's, it's, I, I'm just so interested in what is going to happen <laughs> and what's already happening. Yeah. Like you, we can see it happening already. Like, yeah, you could. It's it's. Oh, we're already entering like her. <laughs> like we're we're already we're already really <laughs> close to like her <laughs> in terms of the timeline. Yeah. So that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm kind of with you in terms of just like putting my hands up. Like you can't fight this. No, you know? it's all, it's already mm -hmm. over in a way. You know, yeah. so it's, it's already done. <laughs> right. Like, the fact, like when did the when did AI stuff like this start kind of cropping up? It's only the last like couple of years, right? And it's yeah. like, the sophistication mm -hmm. of it so one. quickly. <laughs> it's huge this is the new internet like in terms of like a huge mm -hmm. technological sorry technological leap that's going to change the way that things happen and function right like this is crazy we're entering like a completely uncharted territory mm -hmm. yeah like you don't even need a search engine you can just ask the ai like whatever chat gpt like whatever the fuck you want and you it'll just answer it <laughs> is that one <laughs> I, don't yeah. know. I don't know but yeah, it's yeah. like it's bleeding into like every sector of life like i was talking oh, to yeah. someone who knows people who are like writing their dissertations at uni right now they're using chat gbt <laughs> and getting like really good grades mm -hmm. the people marking it the the teachers the i i, I have an auntie works at university <laughs> she uses it for like menial tasks mm -hmm. and then there's the art realm there's all this ai generated Mm -hmm. pictures and like mm -hmm. did you see the those ai generated images of like trump being arrested and it's all being spread around and it's like yeah, running down the street really convincing yeah. and scary and it. yeah it looked yeah. real that did look real that was really good mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i'm here for it you see all kinds of that I'm stuff excited. you see people just post photos and then there's like a comment saying like well you can see here the photo was actually ai generated but like you can't even tell like just looking at it on the surface like yeah. at a glance you know Technology is going to have to catch up with itself in terms of like the ability to detect that. Like we're going to we're going to get to yeah. a point pretty soon where like it's good enough that tell. do we trust the technology that's detecting it? Cuz right now there's like there there there's websites that claim like oh yeah, put the text in here and we'll tell you if it's AI generated or not. You put in like literally the declaration of independence. It's like this is 98% AI generated. It's like okay, clearly the technology <laughs> is not there yet, right? For detecting it even, right? But so it's also like issues arise like in a university context where they're developing software that can detect, but the implementation of it is kind of a a big question mark. It's like what if they they start scanning stuff and find out the 40% of people are using it, you know? Like, what, Probably, what are you yeah. actually going to do about that? What mm -hmm. do you do? Like, what, you're just going to kick out 40% of students? Like, you can't. <laughs> it's like, it's too late. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then you just release another version of the chat GBT that can get yeah. past yeah. that, it's right? It's exponentially better, right? Each one they release is, like, much better than the last version. There's, there's very uh, urgent issues that we need to address societally, you know, it, the conversation used to be as simple as like, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to replace our jobs, like whether it's AI or just even automation. Mm -hmm. And like we've seen that happen with, you know, like cashiers at McDonald's to some extent or like obviously yeah, the yeah, automotive industry so. and factory work in the United States. You know, that's a lot of that's just been outsourced or now it's just being done by machines. Right. Like there's some mm -hmm. things that we really need to address in, I'm not going to get too far into it. In my opinion, basic income needs to be a necessity. I don't know how 
we could survive as a society without it. So whichever yeah. societies are uh, going to adopt that and, you know, <laughs> realize that first will probably, you know, it's probably better sooner than later. Uh, but yeah, there's this weird social stigma around it. Like, I'm with you. You know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's definitely let's have let's have machines take everyone's jobs. And then there's just no jobs for people. And it's like, OK, now what? Like everybody's in poverty. You want your fucking crime rates to go up. That's going to catch up to you, too, rich folks. There's going to be poor mm -hmm. people in your neighborhoods yeah. stealing your shit. You gotta like stop with this "fuck you got mine" attitude. That fucking yeah. it's just there's there's also like mm -hmm. other angles of like the 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 ethical implications of like <laughs> what we're doing. Even you know, like they're getting sophisticated to a degree where it's like if we're making something we don't properly understand and like we can't. How do you accurately measure like what consciousness is or what yeah. life is in that way? It brings up these huge, great questions, and Love it's like, it. yeah, is it kind of inherently unethical to do this without understanding what it's even capable of? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. It is her. It is sci-fi just <laughs> becoming reality before our very eyes. And man, just thinking about just in this field, like with movies and content like that, man, the doors are. <laughs> There's a, have you guys seen the South Park episode, the yes. ChatGPT South Park? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's really yeah. good. It's really funny. There's a Is gag it, where like yeah. uh, Mr. Garrison's like, it might make Hollywood movies better. They like it literally might. It. Yeah. They, they need it. They're probably already using it for several things. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised. Like you want to you want to think that AI isn't at least being consulted on scripts? You're crazy. Oh yeah, you think Definitely. they're not using that yeah, technology yeah. in any way? Like, remember we covered this like two years ago. There, we found out that like Warner Brothers patented an algorithm to be able to like tell which actors would be popular to cast in big movies at like a certain That's time. Right. Like I forget which which studio, but like we covered this years ago, and that was already like we we were expecting that that was already being used then. So like one hundred fucking yeah. percent, any sort of tool that you can use to maximize your profit, right? Like we're all numbers. Of course, a machine can figure out like basic things about yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, if you're going to make a Mario movie, you just have Jack Black ad lib some song and he'll say peaches and then people will share yeah. it on Twitter. Of course, a machine can figure that out. You know, like it worked. <laughs> I think, right? yeah. I think Illumination's been an AI this whole time. Oh yeah. In its infancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's like the HAL 9000. Yeah, it's going to be like the end of Alien where you're like, you were the, an AI the whole time? It's <laughs> like yeah. people that we know. Yeah. Damn, there's some ripe yeah. concepts for films that we could make about this shit, you know? Get your creative mm -hmm. juices flowing. Yeah, I'll go straight to chat GPT. Exactly. Could you, wouldn't that be so meta to like get an AI to write a movie about AI? Wouldn't that be so fucking meta, bro? Yeah, that's kind of like the gag at yeah. the end of the South Park episode, yeah. isn't it? It's like that's what, yeah. mm -hmm. and ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say about the South Park one. Like, did they actually, like, have ChatGPT write the episode? That or is it just it, yeah. about, like... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you can tell. Yeah, that is funny. You know, it's a tool. I think you can use it to help you, you know. It is kind of like having a personal assistant, in a way. Like, it helps you write notes and whatever. Yeah. It could be very dangerous. It's, it's not going to change, <laughs> sure. like, my thirst for the types of movies that I'm interested in. Because, like, w whether or not it's an algorithm or, you know, a board of executives or, like, you know, uh, fucking, uh, what's the word? A focus group. Like, whether or not it's any mm. one of those things, currently, big studio movies are deciding what's going to appeal to the widest market possible. Regardless of mm. whether or not it's an AI deciding that, I'm still not really a part of that group. For, like, 
I don't really find myself being appealed to with the Mario movie or, you know, insert whatever thing is popular in theaters right now. So it's not really going to change my experience, but it's going to change the yeah. landscape. And I think it's going to be really funny. Just, I guess this, I don't know, like, will people be at all introspective about the fact that their tastes are just AI generated? Like, like that, <laughs> that an AI can just decide what you'll like and you like it sort of thing? Yeah. But it's like... <laughs> We're pretty much there already, though. Like the, this Flash mm. movie that's coming out basically looks like a, <laughs> yeah, like an yeah, AI-generated like mash yeah, like salt the type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. These things are not that complicated yeah. to figure out. Yeah. So I guess it's like why we say AI-generated. It's like the most basic shit. But it's like because people are so uncreative now. It's like all right, just throw in Batman and Flash, and it'll make money. Yeah. It may. It might even yeah. become such a standard where bragging that the lack of AI involvement might actually be like a, a niche or a, a marketing arm at some point. Yeah. I want to see the first completely AI generated movie and I want that to be the selling point. <laughs> it's so dystopian yeah. now that I say it out loud, but like, yeah, I'd there's it. that AI generated Seinfeld. Oh, that was thing. funny. It's like, it, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. I think it made some kind of inappropriate joke and it got like banned on Twitch. For oh, it was so funny though. You can find it on YouTube. It was like kind of a transphobic joke, but it wasn't really. Sure. But it was just funny that it was like I said it and like, yeah. yeah. I got the irony. And yeah. it got in trouble. <laughs> the, they banned the AI for a few weeks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn. It was so for funny. Making inappropriate comments. That was like the funniest yeah. thing that they had ever said. <laughs> it was a really good joke. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just the the yeah. funny, not funny, ironic nature of it, you know? I love that shit. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, mm -hmm. we're in a weird point in time and uh that's reason to keep on living, really. It's so interesting yeah, it's what's gonna be happening in the next okay. In the future yeah i'm getting my deck chair out and i'm ready to watch this will either be the beginning of something special or the beginning of the end uh probably maybe both <laughs> mm, yeah we might spiral into uh something that's out of control although arguably we're already in that and we always have been to yeah. the beginning of time and uh free will is an illusion and uh yeah that's my answer to that question wow very deep yeah, good question to end on <laughs> Yeah, I guess we got a wreck. I think it's mine. <laughs> yeah. Is it yours? I think what it is. For us? La Haine. I don't think any of us have seen it. And I think I pronounced oh, it correctly. Cool. Uh, 1995, Mathieu Kasovitz. It's on Criterion and never seen it. A lot of people asking us to cover it. I just, I didn't know what I was going to recommend. So I sent out a tweet while we were recording the episode and there were a few that... We're on that one, and uh, yeah, it seems like an interesting thing to check out. I have no fucking idea. Cool, yeah, yeah, my friend was talking to me about this just the other day. Okay, cool. Yeah, recommending nice. it to me. And I, yeah. like, uh, I like Vincent Cassell, actually, so. All right, if you don't want to be spoiled, everybody, for La Haine, if I pronounced that correctly, uh, 1995. Watch it before the next episode's out of this podcast. These episodes come out every two weeks, although you can listen to them early by going to sardonicast.com, signing up for premium, it's only $2 a month. That's like, you know, <laughs> that's that's like a, a quarter of Twitter blue <laughs> in one month. Uh, yeah, it's like a third of one coffee from Starbucks yeah. or something. Yeah. Also, patreon.com slash sardonicast gets you the same thing. You get to support the show and listen to it early. 
We got merch, link in the description. There's also a Sardonicast highlights channel on YouTube if you want to listen to some specific clips or moments from uh, the, p- the pod or whatever. Anyway, yeah, have a have a good Shrek or whatever or something. Happy Shrek. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, hit the question block. Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo. Happy, Damn. yeah, chat GBT. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.